Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Free podcast. Oh, you did say podcast at the end. I'll allow that. I'll allow that. Uh, season 10. Oh, shit, if you didn't really. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to say 17. It is international week, which means the booches are nowhere to be seen. Um, of course, because they go, what are you going to talk about? There's no games to discuss. We always find things, we, don't we find boys? Plenty. Plenty. The old boys, did the, the did old the, gangs back in town. One out of towner. Two in towners. Did the Booches support it? England or Italy? Do you know? Uh, England. Oh, they do? Okay. Unless Italy's in a final and then uh, they'd support Italy. Oh. Well, uh, obviously without England being the other one, yeah? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, no. Anyway. Cheers um, for Germany when England gets knocked out. Who have we got? Um, but we've got uh, Nigel. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. Eating, by the sound of it. Eating. Eating sweets. Smokes are cool out. Jesus, wet. At least it's not cheese. What flavour Cornetto? Is it a Cornetto Classico? No, it's a Cornetto I'm, Chico. I'm old jingle so you can eat, finish your food. I said a Cornetto. I don't know if it's a real Cornetto or from or Aldi's oh, or Lidl. Nice to fake. Cornettos, I yeah. quite like them. Really onto food, really early on. Salted caramel. Though to be fair, I'm not a fan of the salted ca- caramel. But my missus give it to me, and it just it just has a plain wrapper on it. So I didn't really see what it was. She's tucked right. me up. Anyway, how are you, Nigel? Crack on. Yeah, champion. how are you? Yeah, champion, champion, champion. Thanks, um, yeah. yeah, how's the pie mash business? Oh, mate, busy, busy, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about. Uh, you got your Christmas decorations up yet? But no, because it's not Christmas. Because in my house we have a rule: 
no Christmas at all. I don't buy presents. I don't put decorations up. At least until after my birthday. Hello. Which is coming up very soon. When is it? In November. Friday. When is is it? it? Go on, remind us. Friday. Friday. Listen, Sean. Friday. Shedman's birthday. Yay. So, um, okay. So it's National Nigel Day, so I don't go to work oh, that day because obviously it's a God bank holiday in my house. Uh, I've never worked on my birthday since 1993, I think. Um, so, yeah, I do the same thing every year because I'm boring like that, as people say. I go and have breakfast with my mum for thank her to give him birth to me. Uh, um, will you be able so, to do that, though, in lockdown? Uh what do you mean? <laughs> of course. <laughs> course. Listen, really? there ain't a lockdown. I'm still working. You're still working. Len's still working. People are still working. The traffic's busy. Listen to the rules on lockdown. The government say don't go out. This is official. Gov, Don't go out unless you're going to work. You've got to do shopping. Or you, or for exercise, yeah. Well, why else do you go out? The only thing they've done is shut the pubs. All right, okay. it's a pub All lockdown. Right. So you're going it to see your mum because no. you're a primary carer, yeah, or she's Not, in your support bubble. Well, neither. Oh, I'm going well, to she's see allowed your mum because we your mum's allowed a support bubble. Well, she's probably got anyway. That it's not a COVID or lockdown or... podcast. Yeah, oh. it's a, it's a, it's a. It's a football podcast, even though there's no football. Len, welcome back. Where are you? What are you doing? Um, I'm in the living room uh, doing a podcast with you. A bit tired, yeah? but I'm where's fine. The cleaner? Where, she's where's the cleaner? She's, she's gone out to do the shopping. Oh, she right. Good. Shopping. So you can, do some, uh, you can do some David Gold or David Sullivan impressions without us sniggering from the next yeah. room today. Good. Right, no football to discuss, uh, unless you want to discuss England. And I, I, you know what? I don't know about you boys, but I really have a real problem watching England when it's not the World Cup and it's not the European Championship. I have a problem watching it, even though, you know, I saw Declan was starting yesterday. I just couldn't get into it. I just, I have a real problem watching friendlies and I consider this bloody champions national champions thing uh, uh, just a, a nothing competition nations league how about you lads what's it called didn't watch it nations league yeah what's it called didn't watch- nations league nations league right what a load of old rubbish did you watch uh, it did you nigel? watch it nigel he's, he's gone on mute so oh was he, <laughs> he as almost, a true sorry, he's obviously yeah. eating another connect uh, yeah as a true patriot um, no. I, I did catch some of it, yes. Um, it did make me chuckle, people, Stelios, um, digging out Grealish for playing, and he was the best player we had on the pitch for me. Um, so, there you go. It just shows you what Stelios knows about football, doesn't it? Um, a little, a little, Who's he supporting? Who does he Stelios. support? Stelios. Well, he, yeah. he supports Greece, doesn't he? Are they in the Nations they, League? Yeah, but they're in the lower leagues. Uh, okay. I mean, he would support Cyprus, um, but they're probably even further down there. They're down there with well, Botswana, aren't they? So oh, let's not get into the whole so. nations thing. Um, I watched it for a little while. I mean, I thought they were trying to make 
Declan Rice into a scapegoat um, when really his coming together with De Bruyne was just nothing really. Um, Weren't even a foul. No, well, I, I didn't think it was either. And, you know, they they love to hate uh, Declan Rice, uh, especially the Irish. Um, but he had the most passes, most accuracy of passes, the most interceptions, the most blocks. You know, he was number one or number two or number three in pretty much everything for the game. And yet yes. commentators go, yeah, it's his fault. We gave away the second goal and... You know, there was no coming back from that. You know? It sounds like we got it. beat. Yeah. It sounds like we got beat. I don't even know the score. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Two nil in. laughs> I didn't think you watched it, Sean. Well, no, but I, I read the papers. Oh, <laughs> I did watch a little bit of it. I read the... I, I, I follow it. Obviously, it's content for Clarence Hugh. So let's, let's give a little uh, club update. There's not a lot going on. i tell you what. Uh, I did like your thing on Twitter earlier, Nigel. We'll talk about that in a minute, but... Injury news is um, Mikel Antonio is is doing well. He's got a fitness test on Friday, uh, next Friday. Uh, they're hoping he'll be on the bench um, and they're hoping to use him for the last 30 minutes, uh, but no leaks. Um, Angelo uh, Abona is fit. He's, uh, he's going to be available for selection. Uh, he's overcome his uh, groin strain. Back from uh, Irish duty then. Who? Angelo Obona, as you just called him. Is he back from Plant Royal? Obona. 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 He, did, he, was, he was picked for Italy. Oh, and of course, yeah. couldn't go because of his slight strain. Uh, Yarmolenko, Andre Yarmolenko uh, has proved positive for uh, COVID, uh, announced by the Ukraine national team. Uh, so he's going to miss it. He's uh, in uh, 14, well, he's in 10 days of isolation, but. You know, he won't be able to train before the game and almost definitely won't be in the squad. Uh, he's, he's been flown back to Ukraine. Um, Arthur Masuaku is the other one. He missed out. He, he originally was going, he was called up for DR Congo, um, was due to fly to DR Congo and then go to Angolia. I think they're playing tomorrow night. Um, I worked that out. That's like a nine and a half thousand mile, uh, round trip. Um, Apparently, he's got a small knock on his knee again. This is He, he came back from uh, international duty last time with a small knock in training. This time, he didn't go. Apparently, my sources say he preferred to have it treated in the UK rather than getting on a plane for hours and hours and hours. Uh, but don't worry, chaps, because it'd be all right for the Blades when we play Sheffield Wednesday. That's That's good news, isn't it? Yeah. So we've got a pretty much full team uh, to choose from. Apart from that, there's no other news. I mean, you know, it's international news. So, um, you know, I've done the bowling dumping ground of the mattresses outside. The, as someone pointed out to me, the fake news. That, that area has always been a bit of a dumping ground. Go on, Nigel. Fake, fake news, wasn't it? Well, was it though? Apparently so. Well, who knows? Someone go no, down there and go does. on there today and show me. This is the thing. The, 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 the picture appeared, yeah? yeah? And then people get upset. I was talking to a, a fellow uh, local lad uh, the other day about it, and we did chuckle because it was almost like dumping rubbish into them is a new thing. 
you know, where, where, where <laughs> yeah. to be fair, you know, um, <laughs> for years, a certain section of the community love to dump their furniture on the street corner. Because they know the council will come and take it away once it's been there for two weeks. Uh, I think Newham Council are a bit quicker now than they used to be. You know, even as a kid, you always used to find the odd fridge or or or, or, or broken chair on on the, on the corner of the street growing up. So it ain't anything new. The the, the funny thing about it is, is you know, people got up in arms about it. You know, it ain't nice to see, but like that corner now has become type of shrine. You know, that, yeah. Let's get this. Someone in said, you know. You're that moaning corner. about someone putting graffiti over graffiti. Do you yeah. not see the irony of that? That, that corner has nothing to do with the ground. Yeah, it was just an alleyway. Yeah, yeah, it was near it. Yes, they've painted the murals, but who really goes there? So someone's took a photograph. Who? Well, it turned out it was Derelict London website who who announced now, if you imagine that they put out Derelict London's website, and it's a great interesting website because I follow its newsletter, and basically they'll go around um, derelict sites in London and take photographs of like old buildings that have been left into a bad disrepair, and it is like a bit of a time warp. If, if you like your history, you're going to love these these old buildings sort of stuck in time. And, and the, the, the winter... Uh, release of what they'd been looked round was like a, a old Victorian toilet in the West End. There was a couple of old houses, one in Redbridge, I think one in Hackney or at Brixton that had been left derelict, but people had lived in for like 30 years, but had just left them to, to ruin. And, and in it, then at the bottom, it says in the West Ham United Supporters Club. So you think, oh, so you have a look at it Ooh. and that is where the picture comes from. Now, if you think about it, those pictures. So were when was it taken? taken? Well, weeks ago. So, has it gone now? Who's, I haven't seen an oh, update. Your picture I, said I, this is I, it today. No, I. Because all you in towners have moved out of town, so you can't get to see it. Well, uh, I've been told reliably. I got told reliably Saturday morning there weren't no rubbish. Well, they would have sent you a picture then. Well, no, because the person that went past it didn't take a photograph. Who was that? Who was that person? Not a member of my family. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We'll take. Well done. Well done. It's cleared up. All right. So nothing story. Um. Uh. One one extra story. We move on. West Ham are almost bottom of the league. Um, of the injury table. Um. Everybody else seems to have more injuries than us, and apparently, it's partly because we're not playing midweek because we're not in in Europe. Um, and partly because the, the players are a lot fitter under David Moyes. Do you, do you buy that, that, that our injuries are down? As we, I've just given you an injury update. Apart from Yarmolenko, who's, who's self-isolating, we're, we're going to have everybody fit, which is a bit unusual for us in the middle of uh, November. Do you, do you think it's just luck, or do you think that um, Moyes has, has changed it and we do benefit from not being in Europe? Uh, let's start with you, Nigel. Injuries happen. It's part and part of sore football. It could possibly down to be the training regime. Um, 
I think there's a, a, a lot of there's like an unknown science to injuries that us mere mortal football fans don't really because we're not part of the training regime see or understand. And you'd probably need a physiotherapist on it to come on and explain to what they do in training. You know all this warm dance and ice baths and all that crap. You know those of us of a certain age. You know our warm up was putting our fags out on the side of the pitch and running on with two minutes before kickoff, and then less you can kick the ball as hard as they can at the goalkeeper. You know, and yet we've then managed to play ninety minutes without pulling anything. Yeah. You know, but modern day players, you know, they're, they're finely tuned machines, apparently. So, Len, you know, that, go on. Sorry, I thought you finished. No, I was just, was, was just going to wind down, but go on, you've cut me off now. Bollocks. Len? I forgot the question. Was it about injuries? Injuries? You know, we're bottom of the league now of injuries. I, we've got I so think few we're injuries. Fitter, yeah, I think the, the, the fact that we're fitter, we're, we're pushing ourselves a little bit harder as well. I think, um, oh, good. yeah, I well, mean, talk, talk. early days, it's, it's early days. I mean, yeah, usually at this time, you've played a lot more games. So that'll have something yeah. to do with it. Well, it's one advantage of not being in a couple or European uh, um, football, I guess. December, Let's do an international well, roundup. December, you'll find out because, you know, December, yeah. then we go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. You know, and Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah. And then, and it's funny how we get a home game on Boxing Day, the year when no yeah, fans are there. Yeah, we're not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not going International yeah. Roundup. Uh, Sufau and um, Suchek, obviously away for Czech Republic. They both started, both played 90 minutes. Uh, Sufau gave an assist. Did anyone watch that game with no. uh, Czech Republic yesterday? No, didn't watch the England one. Why would I watch the Czech one? Well, you don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Fabianski didn't make any. Uh, he, is he? He's not Poland's number one, is he? Uh, uh, what's his name? The other Arsenal keeper, wasn't it? Chesney. Oh, Chesney. Right. Is he not the the number one? I think you could be right. I'll have to have a look. But no, he's an unused substitute on both games. Darren, Darren, Darren Randolph played uh, 90 minutes for two games for Republic of Ireland. Obviously, yeah, they do well. A 3 0 loss against uh, England. And, uh, and they lost again we... last night. Sorry? We, did, yeah. we played Ireland. Yeah. We won 3 0. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Last Wednesday. Podcast this, isn't it? Oh. So, one thing uh, I would say about that, and what I can't work out, is that. Is, um, Gareth Southgate put out a good team starting 11, played a better starting 11 against Ireland. Without Declan Rice. Than he did against Belgium. Without Declan Rice. Oh, but at the end of the day... He didn't play Grealish either. Do you think that it had anything to do with um, them both switching their allegiances from Ireland while he left both of them out, or...? Oh, Grealish played for Ireland, did he? Yeah, he played for the youths. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. And to be fair, there was a, there was a big tug of war between Ireland and him. And it, and he, he kept refusing call-ups to the Ireland. Um, before Villa got relegated, there was a big push by Ireland to get him. And he kept knocking it back, saying he wanted to play for England. Um, 
So obviously upset a lot of people over there. But it would do, wouldn't it? But I mean, let's face it, it's not as bad as what Declan done, is it? I mean, Declan pulled on the green shirt three times. He played played Freed Senior appearance. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, that, for me, I said it at the time. That's, you that's did. a no-no. You, did. <laughs> you know, that is a no-no. Right. Yeah. Moving on. Belbrena played. He's played, actually. He's, his forms, uh, he's played 90 minutes uh, in the uh, World Cup qualifying 2022 um, uh, against Argentina. He, he held Messi in a 1-1 draw. Did you see that? Did he give away a penalty then? Uh, no, but he, oh. he was obviously the main centre-back. And he held Messi back from scoring. Well, actually, VAR <laughs> overruled the goal, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, 1-1 against Argentina, Paraguay. Uh, they play again tomorrow against, uh, Bol- well, not, I was going to say Bulgaria, but Bolivia. Bob Bolivia? Um, and Bob he's Bolivia. Gonna start so it's tomorrow. like Bob Warner is playing against Bob Bolivia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben Rama... Well, Paraguay uh, currently sit fifth, uh, top four go to the World Cup, which is currently Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, those well-known footballers, and Uruguay. Uh, and and Paraguay are fifth on five points, just oh. uh, one point behind Uruguay and Ecuador. Yeah. Well, Ben Rama didn't play. He was an unused substitute for Algeria. I don't think he, he, he has got that many caps. Uh, Alaire. Alaire started... His first game, his debut for Ivory Coast and scored. Did you watch that game, Len? No. <laughs> I've been scored. working. I didn't watch for any football. I just kept me nut down. Well, guess what? You'll, you'll get a chance. He's playing tomorrow again for the Ivory Coast. Again, against Madagascar tomorrow night. You can watch it tomorrow. And where the prawns come from. Yeah. And I think I think that's it for it's the international round. United oh. of international football. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, Yomalenko sent home because he tested positive. Uh, Masuaku didn't travel. Ogbonna didn't travel. Uh, Connor Coventry also started for the under twenty ones for Ireland and and also narrowly lost them. Oh well, not long. So to that's our international roundup. Sorry, is he going to move to England? <laughs> yeah, not say? long till he moves to England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, we're going to talk about. I, I did. I did sort of a, a big up for the um, food banks. I know Neil Taylor, uh, Miss International Newham, Sadie Sutherland. I think it's Sutherland. What's um, the international? And uh, John Tomsky. You've not seen him, man. The from... people who live there now, Lynn. Oh, don't go down that road. Oh, From supporting food banks. Well done. They raised their ten grand for. No, no to PPV. Now the next campaign is as as we said last week, and I, I questioned him, and he said, "Oh, selection box." And I said, "Advent calendar." He said, "Selection box." I said, "Advent calendar." It's both. It's an advent calendar and selection box campaign. Uh, they've raised lots and lots. Um, so if if you haven't, you can donate them. If you live locally, if you're still in in towner, you can go to the uh, Vic Inn, a uh, Vic Tavern, in Plasto. And, and deliver it. Um, so if every not, you can time you talk, you just prove why you're an out-of-towner. Why? Well, the Viking. <laughs> Toria Tavern. <laughs> Is that in Open Deer, the one that sells the lovely lager? Mm-hmm. Lager. Do they do real ale? Have you got oh. any Chianti behind the bar? 
I go, oh, I've got a pint of Youngers, mate. Uh, Angus oh, beer. and Russ, of course. We can't forget Russ collecting for the Avent calendar uh, with his Christmas lights, which I know you're a big fan of, well, even though he doesn't eat pie and mash and he doesn't eat lamb. To be fair to Oliver's pie and mash, um, Russ did take an order off of us and um, we told him to put the money in uh, to the uh, Oh, that's nice um, but I, I, for some reason, he was like, well, he's got cash. So we took the cash and the money was donated. Uh, so oh, that's the, nice. Well the, done, Oliver's Pie Mash. Oliver's Pie Mash was donated for the Advent calendars. <laughs> Good on you, Nigel. Uh, Good on so, you. Good on you. There you go. Um, I think that's about it. Is there anything uh, to's want to talk about uh, before we go to question time this week? It's been a funny old week, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Not really. Shall I just play the jingle? No. Well, no. I was just discussing about what's gone on this week. I mean, we had people getting upset. You know, a word of warning, people, when you use the internet is is that if you want to insult people and they insult you back, don't start crying about it because. Other people then may get upset, and you may make yourself look a bit stupid. So, all I say is, Twitter is not the real world. Uh, you and uh, Len uh, advised me to come off Twitter. I don't auto tweet anymore. I don't. I don't really go on Twitter that much, really. Um, and I feel a lot better for it. I don't get half the abuse that I used to get. Um, yeah, but that's because you know, you're I not did tweeting after crap you used to tweet, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I did an article today about West Ham not out of the financial woods, and usually I get a ton of abuse for that because I'm basically saying there's no money available for the January transfer window, saying, you know, we're not out of the, the – you know, despite borrowing the money from Bartlett's, despite the rights issue, despite all this money coming in, we're, we're still not out. We we haven't borrowed that money for transfers. And if you think we're going to start spending, how much did big West money, borrow from Barclays in? Well, it was in the well, video. You have to watch the video I did with Gonzo <laughs> um, on his <laughs> come on, chat tell us. We're here now. The listeners, they might not be able to catch it. We're doing over a hundred million. So the West Ham borrowed a hundred million from Barclays. That is my estimation. Yes. And that's broken down. I'll say it really quickly. Yeah, they borrowed on. up to forty million from uh, media rights and funding. Oh, whoa, 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 Shep. Yeah. How much yeah. did West Ham borrow from Barclays? I said. Oh, from Barclays. Well, the initial loan, my sources say twenty-five million. The second loan was loaned against the TV money, which could be up to fifty million. But no one seems to know how much it is. And I have asked everybody. I've asked senior sources, both of them. I've asked the CFO. I emailed Andy Mullet, the CFO himself. Didn't answer. I've asked the media department. Didn't answer. Do you um, think it's, that, it's any of our business? Well, they've told me in the past. So why is this a secret? Well, but, but, yeah, but just because they've told you in the past. Transparency. What, what, I think they it... pro- promised transparency. Um Nigel, and if, if you pro- promise transparency, you can't do it for some things. It's it's like um, politicians, right? So are if, you if transparent? A politician answers some questions. So do you believe in transparency? Finish. No, do you believe in transparency? 
Do I? If, yeah. if you're a if you're a public body or a public West Ham's not um, public; they're privately owned company. Well, all right, but but they're in the public eye. I, I do believe in transparency, and I, I do like the freedom of information. I wish the freedom of information existed for private companies like football yeah. clubs. In fact, oh, I, no, wish... I just wonder then, in, in no, now, since you're being transparent and you're quite poverty, perhaps you'll tell the listeners exactly who your senior source is since we're in the transparency uh, yeah, but that, That's mode. different because that's a journalism. No, 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 no. You, you are in the public eye, Sean, of West Ham United. So as you believe in transparency <laughs> and being open and everything else, surely yeah. you would like to lead the way and to show West Ham this is what I think you everybody do well knows. So who my sources are. Like I don't have to say them. Publicly. Well, we're being transparent, Sean. This is what you believe in. But, but everybody knows. Oh, see, shoes on the other foot now, son, isn't it? Eh? Yeah, but that's you slightly different. There. Well, no, it ain't, because you opened the door and I have just closed it for you. Because right. it's none of I your business. So, frankly, so I, I know what you that do is I've told you, you write these stories, you do these things, blah, 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 and it just rolls up the fan base. And well, it doesn't, because I've had no content. feedback at all on this one. No, but there is. There's people have been moaning about it, and I've had a, is it, is I've, <laughs> I've had a question. I'll put a question through. West Ham Rambles on Twitter about the spin and everything, and I went. Oh, I basically said to him, well, go on then, since you know, tell me. You know, he obviously knows what, what's going on because it's spin. Does he? Um, well, let's see. Let's see what he said. So, someone pointed out, because I said on the video, you know, West Ham have not borrowed from Barclays Bank before. What I should have said is uh, West Ham have not borrowed from Barclays Bank in the Golden Sullivan era because, of course, Barclays Bank is the bank of choice uh, in in um, the, the bank. It's just around the corner, isn't it, from... Uh, uh, in in Barking Road, the Bartlett's isn't there a branch in in yes Barking well, Road? Yeah. I think the days of the only thing I would say is I think the days of West Ham like doing business with the local bank manager. Yeah, no, but it's still it's still there. Over. You remember who was Martin Cairns then? He was yeah, a, he was a, a Bartlett's bank manager, going wasn't he? Back to the nineteen eighties song and nineteen nineteen nineties actually. I think if you want to be well, no, because you'll find that probably Martin Cairns. While he became chairman in 1992, I don't think he became chairman because he became the bank manager. I think he was the bank manager before <laughs> he became the chairman, Sean. All right. Well, I don't know. I, they used to borrow. But the well, point someone was West making Ham to me. And... deal with Barclays Capital now. So That'll the person who emailed me oh, thank or you messaged me, yes. the person who messaged me, right, uh, worked for Barclays Bank for over 30 years and said, by the way, you do know they, they bank, you know, uh, they still bank with a local bank and they've got a long history with with West Ham going back to the turn of the century, the last century, that is. And I went, yeah, yeah, I, I should have said um, Golden Sullivan. Anyway, uh, it's a new loan in the Golden Sullivan era. And right, okay, it's none of my business. Uh, can we move on now? Or is there any infomercial you want to do you twos want to do or um uh, you do want to give an advert for um the football sketch show uh um uh, episode two maybe len all right then thank you for your kind offer it's, oh. it's currently hold up, hold up hold up still switch off now son go on len uh, he did ask he did say he was you know he'd do anything for publicity so oh my lord I'll let him have it 
Oh dear, oh dear. If only Sam was alive to let him have it as well. Uh, Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid the script was nothing to do with me. No, no. So funny. So he made it easy for me, didn't he? He did. I thought he played the part well. He did well. He's he's, he's, he's a natural. I don't know what you're talking about, by the way. You haven't seen it, have you? No, not yet. No, yeah, well, watch it. Then. It well, Sean. If you do want to watch it, it's currently premiering on uh, CanningTownLand.com. I know. I wrote a story about it. Okay. Well, the link's in the story, and um, I'll keep posting it. Um, it should be on Prime Video probably in two days' time. Well, that's what I'm waiting for. Obviously, I've watched that clip with Stell, but I'm waiting for the pod because I want to sit and watch it on my telly, not on a laptop. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. I agree. That's a much Just better. Pog's still out of an old air. Look, me too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah me, me too. too. Tell yeah, me about me. what happened with Stell. Spill the beans, cool jazz. No, well, he's, he's, <laughs> no. He's, what I'll say is he's not called Stell in the show. He's playing the part of Greg, and um. The he, he yeah. And he goes to a seance to get in touch with his, um, with Sam. Who, dearly departed yeah, Sam. Yeah, dearly departed Sam. And we'll just leave it there. Okay. But as, as as I said to him, as the old Len said in the show the other week, what Len giveth with the left hand, he takes away with the right hand. Yeah. <laughs> I've named this the episode. <laughs> yes. Right. Any, any more before we play the jingle? Um, you know, I had an old list of things, realistically, and um, a lot of them have escaped my mind. Play the jingle, fuck it. Yeah, it'll come back. Yeah. Cool jazz. Uh, it's Facebook, Twitter, question time. While you, the listeners, get to ask you, the eight listeners, possibly nine, get to ask us, the three presenters, questions. Or you can just say statements of fact. Nigel hopefully put a question up earlier today, even though he's working in Canary Wharf. Take it away, Shepman. So you've obviously haven't seen the question. I thought, no football this week. Never fear myself, Sean Leno here. If you were Doctor Who, and I want you to answer this first, and you controlled the TARDIS, what game would you go back to watch again? And then I thought, anything else is welcome. But depending on how my phone works, because apparently last week I missed a few questions out, complaints were received again. Uh, is that how the TARDIS works? You can choose the time. Like the yeah, DeLorean of in the future. Oh, because yeah, every time I would see Doctor Who, they seem to be out of control of where they are. No, only since the woman took over has it been. Oh, out of um, don't go there. <laughs> favorite don't Doctor go Who. There. <laughs> We're digressing early. Favorite Doctor Who, Len. <laughs> Tom Baker, I suppose. I'm not a massive fan. I must admit. See, I'm a Tom Baker only because that's what I grew up with. How about you, Nigel? Yeah. I suppose it's a generation oh, thing. Uh, I mean. Do you know what? I I do like the um, Scottish geezer who did it a couple of years ago. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Tom Baker as a kid growing up, he was the ultimate. Even though, to be fair, John Pertwee, because he was the first doctor for me, um, you know, I always liked him. But, I mean, the modern-day ones, they're not that bad, to be fair. 
Uh, Christopher Eccleston was good. Uh, Tennant. Are you talking about David Tennant? David Tennant, yeah. Guy. yeah. David Tennant was very good, David I agree. David Tennant was, was very good in it. And even the... Um, even the woman ain't bad. Matt Smith. I was a big fan of Matt, yeah, Matt was, Smith. All, well. all the modern ones. Even the woman, to be fair, um, she's not bad. I think the fact that it made her a bit scatty, I think, did her a bit of a disservice. Um, but, and I quite, I don't mind, you know. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, that's her a, name is, by the way. Yorkshire. She's a doctor who like that. Aye, aye. Cup of tea. Um, She's a bit scatty in it, and and she did have trouble driving the TARDIS when she took over, and there were a few women driver jokes. Anyway, quickly, one, two, three, back in the room. <laughs> Which game would you go back to, Len? Um, is it something I've already seen? Well, or no, it doesn't have to be. I wouldn't mind going to see that Iron Track Frankfurt game and be totally oblivious of where we do, which for me is, you know, a regular occurrence. Which one was that? Was that Dying the uh, Cup Winners' Cup? Cup yeah, Winners' Cup semi-final, nineteen seventy. Many say that's the best um, bowling atmosphere game. down there. Although I was at the, I remember being at the Ipswich Town eighty-six game in the evening. Oh, and is this a rule of a West Ham game, or did it say any time? What was the rules? It's Nigel? a West Ham podcast, right? So I don't think I would need to write down. But what's the rules? What does it actually, I'll tell you why in a minute. What does it actually say? Look, it says here. He wants to go back to 66, doesn't he? Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. No, well, yeah, you can do that you if you want, want actually. I'll put, look, you want to do what that? game do you want to go back and watch again? That's it. Yeah, all right. So I'll go to nineteen sixty six World Cup final. That's that's my choice. Well, watch England win the World Cup. So you can't watch be bothered West to watch the, World Cup. the other night. It was England, mate. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but we got we got Bobby Moore, yeah, we Peters, the and the Hurst that, that, in the World Cup. This service to the likes of Jack Charlton and to the likes of Bobby Charlton, you know, two Man United players, Bobby Charlton and Nobby Styles. That's a bit of a disservice to them, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you expect from an old mate George Cohen from Surrey? Yeah. yeah. George Cohen, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tanner. Oh, my second choice would have been the 1923 World um, uh, FA Cup oh. final with the White Horse. Well, you don't get a second choice, <laughs> all right? So piss off. <laughs> go on then. What would you choose, Nigel? Well, I was going to go to the 1923 FA Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my great uh, granddad was there because I see his rosette as a little kid. Um, and uh, yeah, I did. The, 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 I'd, I would try and position myself on the pitch um, near where um, the story goes that a West Ham player was was running down and, and, and ran into the crowd with the ball because we would spilled on the pitch, and then that's how they scored the first goal. Um, and, and the West Ham player was off the pitch when when they scored the goal, so I'll try and make sure that I got. Do you, the ball do you know there's there's a saying, Nigel, what? that uh, lots of people claim their 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 grandfathers etc. was there, and if everybody who claimed they were at the White Horse final, there would be about five million people not at the White not Horse true, final. Because if you imagine that there was approximately the official attendance, I think they put up about one hundred twenty five thousand. And there was uh, about 250,000. The, the real attendant, yeah, was un, un, 
countable. It's probably over 200,000. So if we're going back to 1925, let's take my great-granddad, for instance. Yeah. So my great-granddad had seven children, I believe, all of which uh, my granddad, uh, my granddad, so his son, he had uh, four children, uh, one, two, he had three children. My mum, two sisters. So he had three children. And then my mum's got about 18 cousins. Yeah. So if we're all saying, oh, yeah, my great granddad. So you've got about 35, 40 people there going, my great granddad was at the final and it was the same man. So that's really right. Fair enough. Good point. Yeah. Good point. It's a great uh, point. Isn't it? Good so, point. Good point. Well done. You got yeah. me there. Moving on. Moving on. We're on question one. Right. Martin Rowe, Rowe, yes, Rowe Sports. He says, evening all. He said he would go back to the 65 European Cup Winners' Cup final. We had a team of homegrown talent. He said, talking to which, I see that Jamel Baptiste, age 17, has signed his first professional contract. He looks a great prospect. Aye. Tell us, Sean, go on, because you must have done a story on it. Well, cool. I mean, what else to say? I mean, we spoke to Terry Wesley. Terry Wesley said, "Yeah, he's a great, uh, he's a great prospect." Um, I know another ITK said uh, he was uh, Man United was sniffing around, but oh. he came out when he signed his contract and said, "You know, West Ham is all I know, and it's the only club I wanted to sign my first professional contract." So uh, he's a centre back, isn't he? Um, I don't know. I don't know him. Then? I don't know him, mate. You wrote the story, oh. didn't you check, Sean? You, you, you do know this is a West Ham podcast, and we talk yeah, about, do, especially on the international, we speak honest, about the general news. I've learned not to get excited about youths now because we are to bring many bring them through anymore. It was once, once upon a time, I used to be right up on it, but... And we either sell them or let them go for nothing. Yeah, which might be the case again. Hmm. I hope he's got more than two-year um, contract. He is. Uh, no, he can't have. That is, he's an interesting factor, right? And you know I like my it's interesting, interesting. Go on. 17-year-olds can't sign more than a one-year contract. True fact. He only can sign a one-year contract. He cannot sign a multi-year contract until he's 18. True story, bro. Mm. Right. There you go. So, don't. So having his first professional contract don't really He's mean a lot, then. does it? Oh dear. Uh, no, <laughs> it means we've got a one-year contract on him. Yeah, uh, and he is a defender, and he is a centre back. So I got it right. Uh, next question, please, uh, Shipman. So next up is Dave uh, Sperry, not not Dave Berry, who was uh, who, who was a singer, and I think he was in um, "Are You Being Served," uh, Dave Berry. But this is not Dave Berry, it's Dave Sperry. Um, he said it might not be a popular fixture, but the lunchtime 2017 Chelsea game was one of my favourites. Bit strange, you think? Then we go, he goes, here in St. Louis, the game started at 6.30am. So I drove the 50 miles to the pub early and there were around six of us to the one Chelsea fan. We had the run of the bar and it really cemented me as a West Ham fan. There you go. Thanks for Six that. Six to one. Uh, there you go. Well, that's impressive. That is to meet me in St. Louis, basically. Yeah. Um, that's good. If you are, so, Dave, let us know. You must know um, 
Brawley Darbon then, because he's St. Louis Hammer. He of the um, American West Ham podcast before. It's like saying you know everybody in Essex. Listen, hold up, right? If you're a West Ham fan in St. Louis, yeah, there's more chance you're going to know the other West Ham fan in St. Louis, yeah, than all the other West Ham fans in Essex if you live in Essex. Really? Do you not think? Do you know all the West Ham fans in your village? Well, I don't live in a village. I live in a town. All right, you tan. Well, no, I don't. Because it's, you know, there's a lot of people. And to be fair, I don't socialise around here. So. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, because according to people from Ockenden, I'm an out-of-towner. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 yeah? So they don't like to socialise with me, so I go back to where my own type are. Anyway, um, there you go. I... Does anyone remember that game? Because I feel bad. The 2017 Chelsea game. What was it? We must have beat them. Was that when Kuyati got the goal? No, not Kuyati. Um, um, The one that we sold to Hull. I'm just looking it up, by the way. No, it weren't. No, it was at Upton Park. It couldn't have been. We won 1-0. In uh, on the 9th of December 2017 at home at Upton Park. Uh, I know it wasn't, it was at the Can't London Stadium. Park, can it? Oh, it was, it was Fucking London Stadium, hell. and it was, it was a six minute goal from Mako Anatovic. I'm just looking at the stats, right? I've got the game up as well. I don't know if you've got the stats. So, this is, well done, Sean. So, we, we went one new up on six minutes. Shots, West Ham, five. Chelsea, 19. <laughs> <laughs> Possession, West Ham, 30%. My God, this was a hey, backstab. I would have been at the game. Adrian, Adrian was uh, in goal. Ogbonna uh, was in the middle. Uh, Winston Reed, Cresswell was there, Zabaleta, uh, Obiang, Noble, Masuaku, uh, with Lanzini and um, Anatovic, and Marco and uh, Mikel Antonio up front. There you go. So, uh, yeah, so six of our players got booked as well. That's that's not bad, is it? Uh, oh, they, on the bench came on, Diafro Sacco came on, and uh, Andre Ayu came on. Um. Yeah, awesome. One a second. Joe Hart was game, an Joe Hart was an unused substitute, as was Declan Rice. Okay. Well, why are you boring us? Um. Do, do you want to tell us who came on the ex West Ham player that played for Chelsea? Jet, no. It was Victor Moses, oh, oh, who's like forty-eight years old at the time. Was he? What? Yeah, apparently. No, no. I can't. I'm not allowed to say what. Oh, uh, you're playing the old Nigerian passport. We know what you're doing, Sean, just because you're too scared to say it. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. All right. All right, next up, Sean. Yeah. It's an old mate of yours. Do you know who it is? Gary Prince? No, it's Kay Rita Brady. She goes, <laughs> I'd like to thank Sean for the video and article explaining rather well why the club has little money left for transfers. Excellent work. Is put, this you, Nigel? If Kay I could Rita go Brady. back to one game, it would be the 1979 FA Cup final when Arsenal beat West Ham 3-2. I loved <laughs> such a trip back then, Sean. Ciao, darling. Oh, look. 
She's still not spoken to me. I think we last spoke in in April. Get on Facebook, Sean. You can give her a text back. She's at the 1979 FA Cup final when Arsenal beat West Ham 3-2. So, yeah, I'm afraid Karen must be showing her football knowledge there, people. Um, next up, Ian Cravett, I digress. Uh, how you doing, Ian? Evening, gents, he says. Uh, hope you're all well. He'd go back to the 2006 FA Cup final and wow. shout at Scaloni to take more time with the throwing. I don't think it was the throwing, actually. Uh, I think he could. No, he just didn't need to kick it out. No, he could have let it run out. Uh, still rankled by the fact was in a pub full of Amherst fans. There was one gobby Liverpool fan that, that had just come out of the car key to see the. Oh, I think he meant Carzy, but obviously predictive sex change at the car key to see the shot beat his lot with the equaliser. He then ran through shouting and dancing, but as he's known by pretty much everyone, we all took it light hearted. Uh, he wanted to ask you, do you all think Rice should have switched his allegiances after all the hatred directed by certain people? Is it an English thing? Build a player up and then throw all the shit you can at him because he's not scoring hat-tricks every game. Well, yeah, I do find it strange, English fans. It's England, when we were kids, England was never tribal, was it? No. I don't no. know why it's become um, like that. When you say that, but it is if... If you, you're in Scotland, <laughs> you're in Scotland as an Englishman, I know this, you take your life in your own hands. Right. No, but on what I'm it saying... Is Between English oh, people, Oh, Pete, listen, yeah. English fans are not, are not tribal for their own club players. When England was playing... Uh, you know, well, I, I think that's true. Yeah, I really love Spurs Kevin players Keegan. are tribal. I, I disagree. I think Spurs players are you know, Spurs, uh, sorry, Spurs players, Spurs fans will only sing and dance when, you know, Kane and... Did you hear uh, what I said? What did you say? Say it again. I didn't When listen. we were kids, yeah, when yeah. we were kids, and we were all kids, we are all roughly the same age, England was never yeah. tribal. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. We thought you might in the end. Dear, dear. Yes. So... Are you doing something else today? You like knocking up no, another no, no, five-minute no. article? No, no. It's slow news no. week. I do, I do, um, I do think uh, that in the same way players can change clubs, I haven't got a problem with them changing, you know, nationality. Whatever's best for their career, I disagree with you on that, Nigel. I've got to have at least one disagreement. Oh, come on. Well, who cares? You know, if you go, oh, oh no, you got to stick with the same club. You might as well say, well, if if you if you did your training at Chelsea, you're not allowed to play for any other clubs. I mean, nothing like it, Sean. You don't. It isn't. Clear, it's just a nation. Everybody get gets nationality and then change. All right, what about Kevin Peters playing cricket for for England? Then fuck him. Don't like the bloke. Nothing. He's not. He's not Didn't English. Him when he was scoring, scoring he's sixes and winning the sixes, though, did you, Len? No, I think but, but monkeys. He's not what? English. I, I disagree. I, Peterson never played for uh, first. Uh, never played Test cricket for South Africa before before he, he switched allegiance. And, and his mum is English, I believe. Um, sorry, qualified. And we did have an issue of taking South African players 
Um, obviously, that was during a apartheid when South African players were, were blocked from playing international cricket. So the likes of Alan Lamb. Um, I think he was Zimbabwe, wasn't he? Alan Lamb. No, he was uh, South, South African, African wasn't he? Um, Alan Lamb. Which, no, I know. I know. Russ doesn't like lamb. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he, he prefers he likes beef, sheesh, yeah. which is lamb, but yeah. he doesn't like roast lamb. Yeah, yeah. Dear, oh dear. We'll we'll, we'll pull what him up later. What are talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's South African. Uh, there, there was a couple of others. There was there was we had a, a couple of others uh, brothers that we had. Uh, Oh, one was an England captain. Greg, Ian Greg was South African, I believe. Um, so the only oh, thing... Podcast. Well, I know, but the only thing is, which did happen in cricket, is I do remember that Kepler Vessels played for Australia against us in the Ashes, and then when South Africa was admitted back into uh, the Test cricket for a fold in 1992, or international cricket fold, Kepler Vessels then went back and played for South Africa. But I found that strange, to be fair. Anyway, next anyway, up. Anyway, it's not a cricket podcast. No, it's not. But So we get to Sean's one fan, which is Flo Rider Hammer. So, Yay! Uh, uh, so Flo Rider says, in answer to your question, I'd go back in a time for any match at the bowling. Well, you've not answered the bloody question then, have you, Flo? To be fair. He said, I've had one experience at London Stadium and it will never compare. I'll always watch WHUFC, but it's not the same for sure. We're not when you're in Florida. Uh, by the way... Oh, it's I, Florida Hammer, is it? Well, yeah. Flow Rider Hammer. Yeah. He's, and I know it's him because he's got, by the way, again, kudos to you, Sean, for putting up with the world's most annoying, and he's called me WUM, W-M, which is Wind Up Merchant, the glorious shed boy. <laughs> Uh, he's oh, put, Sean don't do too bad no I know he said additionally yeah but he likes Sean for some strange reason uh, additionally Kevin Tan then is fast becoming my favourite personality on the podcast we, nice you say we so. need more of him please yeah but he don't like me uh, <laughs> which only leaves me and Sean <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's face it even though he's Sean's biggest fan he's still said he's preferring you <laughs> oh, very dear, nice to say Flow Rider yeah anyway uh, Paul Colonel Sanders he says out of town here lads uh, just to think I have to travel back to the Shire after every game now that's dedication he says, "What shire is he talking about? Any idea? He, what he hasn't. He's just put shire. Should we? Should we? Anyone? Oh, I shouldn't do that. I've just done that. Stop reloading your phone. Uh, let's have a look. Let's see. What comes from you lost the comment, oh. didn't you? Now, well, sorry, I was a bit distracted. I see Donald Trump has <laughs> has tweeted on Twitter. I won the election, and then underneath Twitter's put official sources called the election differently." <laughs> Oh, right. So he tweeted that on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, wow. How long ago? Five hours ago. Oh, well done. Thanks for that, Sean. Uh, yeah. He says, as a game, he'd go back for the Liverpool in the FA Cup in the final bowling season. Well, oh, I was, really? I was there with Mr. Waltzie. You're a header. And Mr. John Ross and, uh, and Mr. Ian Dow and uh, Bianca from Sky TV. 
who, yeah. who what's her yeah, what was her name at that one? I don't know, you weren't invited. But it was quite funny because she walked in late with her brother. Her brother was a black cab driver. And uh, apparently they were late because his cab broke down. They didn't like my joke when I said perhaps you should have booked an Uber, um, which went down well. Uh, her boyfriend was a cab driver. No, a brother. She turned up brother. with her brother. Oh. Who else was in there? I think Dan Silver was in there. Dan Silver so, was with you that year, yeah. Yeah, so all the top people, Sean, not you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he I, said... I seem to remember I was invited that year, but I turned it down. Yes, of course she was. Uh, he, uh, well, we did a fair swap then, because while, while JR and um, and David Altsig was over here, Paul Sanders was in Vegas, because he was watching in a bar in Vegas casino and he was nearly thrown out for making so much noise when I celebrated in front of a load of Yank Mickeys. There you go. That, I mean, that was a last minute header, wasn't it? That was a, to be fair, that was a great night. That was a great night. Uh, it was a bit awkward sitting in a box, but we, we did have a great, great time. Not uh, as awkward when, uh, the other year when uh, David Gold walks in. David Gold. Uh, well, it weren't awkward for me because I walked out. So there you go. After we uh, did our best to make sure we didn't walk in. Thank you. No, Sean. we did because Jr. and David and and the other guests, American guests, I can't remember their names, wanted to meet him, and and we we just sort of you could have stayed in the room to be honest because I I didn't talk to him. Uh, the other person in the room didn't talk to him, so. You know, it it was um, you know, it was an American love fest. <laughs> you could have stayed in the room and you could have been okay. I was perfectly fine standing outside. Thank you. Anyway, anyway, next up, obviously a, a supporter of Len is Elliot Smith. Oh, hello, Elliot. There you go. See, uh, this is his first home game. November 1985, we went against champions Everton, went 1 0 down, then McAvenny took the ball, ran Southall to equalise, and crashed win. That was a great game, Elliot, to be fair. I think that was in November of 85. It may have been in the run where we won eight games on the trot, and I was packed. I was down on the North Bank behind the goal that night. He put the TV strikes. That season means I've only got the memory of the match. I've not seen a replay since. I'm pretty sure it exists only in the minds of those that there. It was. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was a brilliant game. That and it was. That was for me. I think when you think, blimey, we might do something. You know, this season because Everton were a top top. They're a massive team in '85. Everton. Well, it was before Neville Southall got massive. To be fair, so it was. Oh, too... don't be like that. Oh, oh, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, and he was one of the world's best keepers at the time. Yeah. And um, who would they have had? Uh, Kevin Ratcliffe at the back. Um, I think Lineker was playing. Season. Yeah. yeah, that was Lineker season, 85, 86. Yeah. Um, um, Trevor Stevens. Gary Stevens. Or Gary Lee Reed. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, they were a top, well, in, you know. Inchy Eve. Yeah. Uh, Graham Sharp would have been there, would he? Yeah, probably. Possibly. Um, so that, that is a great pick. 
That's great. And if that's your first game, Elliot, blimey, what a season you've got. Yeah. The poor boy. He's, what a life he's had, isn't it? His best ever season, the first season he goes. At least when we started, then we got relegated. We knew what we Yeah, Yeah, well, you know, we sort of <laughs> conditioned us, didn't it? Uh, yeah, so I've just seen someone's popped up here, Aaron. And I did, I've, I've, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Joe Whitbread, you listening, Sean? I'm listening. All right, Joe Whitbread. I was just looking at Super 6 thinking, I haven't entered anything over Super 6 over the international break. I hope I haven't missed another one. No, this it's, it's next week, isn't it? Saturday. Uh, why did Sean have to ruin my morning routine with Gonzo? This new collaboration with Claret and Hugh worries me. I guess they both wow. have an advert. Uh, love the show. Really helps when you got insomnia as it never ends. <laughs> on your irons. Uh, that's it. That's all he's put. Uh, next up... It's Mark Hallin, who I think it was Mark who who sort of uh, was the Brentwood boy whose nose got put out of joint by me. Uh, oh, right. That's um, now, yes, now, now request to, you know, people saying, you know, I was born in Forest Gate. Do I get in? So uh, I I know we're going to talk later, then me and you got something else. To make. Yeah. I think we we should really nail that to bed. Um, what bit? You know the what what you know it it sort of spurted, and it's Sean's fault. To be fair, isn't it? We, well, what's the problem? Well, we go along in it, and we're like, you know, we say oh, out of towners, so we start with out of towners. Now people want it defined, and when you define it. Those that are on the fringes of it sort of get the ump. Yeah. It don't even matter. So and then, then you get people that want to be well, it in. does if you're on the on the on the There's outside. No wrong side. It don't That's matter what to your inside. You make your rules up as you go along, you two, don't you? This is the problem. Oh, no, what, right? what do you mean? I'll call myself well, you Cain in in He lives in Essex now, but apparently can, you're, can in, I, you're in town as forever. Yeah. Right. If you move to Spain, does that make you Spanish? Well, in the end, once you get Spanish citizenship... What if you don't I, I get Spanish you citizenship? Uh, you, there's always one, one, con, one corner of a foreign field that will always be forever English. then, aren't you? Expat. Who? Told when you, you moved to Spain. Mind. I've never been called Pat in my life. <laughs> Look, guys... I think we're all West Ham family. I think you should drop the whole uh, in town thing. You pulled it up. We're you all my family, and I think yeah. all you twos do. No, divisions among our fan base by no, having no, this special you club that. that you, you have to belong that. to you because you have to live in one that. road or the other road. Oh, you're out. You're in. It's like remember in the school when you go. Yeah, do you want to be in my gang? No, you're out. You're out. You come from the wrong road, right? Or, or you're, you're, you're waiting there to be picked Nonsense. for the football and you're the last oh. one to be picked. That's you two no, bullying you some are. of our town listeners. No, you. So why did you say, when the podcast finished, and I've told Russ this, you said to me and Nigel, yeah. you two don't like Russ, do you? I said, that's an absurd thing to say. We've never even given you any... Any suggestion that that was the case? <laughs> it's just because we're different and that me and uh, Nigel are happy to embrace our difference and you're not 
Sean. Viva la difference. I'm sorry I'm proud of it, right? I don't need a badge that says in town. I don't need to look born with... With it. No, no, you don't, because you wear it like a badge of honour going, oh, no, you wouldn't don't. understand. You do. You, no, you make it something. You oh, go, you no, don't I'll understand because you don't. Oh, we, I can see that when you said that, you're not an in-towner. It's, oh. it's like it's a little private joke or we'll it's a private that. club. We'll cover that later because people, yeah. we'll cover right. that later because I think there's a few All people right. that are commenting. But anyway, I want to get them back to Mark because he's gone to war and peace on me. I've not read it yet, so this is the first time I'm reading it. Oh, he's great. Brought, but I know it's evening gentlemen, he's gone, and you Nigel. Cut oh, it. Start is it for me. It, but he did put laughing. He's put as much as I appreciate you trying to justify yourself last week, I have a few points I'd like to make before we draw a line under this subject. I don't think any line being drawn quite no. as soon. Sounds uh, like he wants to have the last it, say it, when it, he says that, yeah. really. But he'll, he'll find out, as most of our family have found out, that don't get to happen. He, he said, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, what you actually said two weeks ago was that the first ruination of West Ham was when the Essex fan turned up. Shame on you, Nigel. Yes, I did say that. I did say that. But did I not caveat that and say that's when I lived in East London? Yeah, when I was there and I hadn't lived in Essex. And well, apart from my six years at Barking when my mum took me out, well, was it six years? Five years in Barking when my mum took me at 14, but I was back into London by the time I was 19, living in Millwall. Well, that's another story. Um, so he's put, well, that's what he said. So I did say that, I, I did used to believe, yes, but I did caveat that, I think. But anyway, we can all get things wrong. And I was, he says, firstly, you make it sound as though the Essex fan just turned up one day and things changed. But to be fair, the Essex fans has always been there and were there long before you or I. I will say, because I'll answer it easier as I go along, you are right. But when you're a little kid and you grow up and you walk to the ground, when you're seven, eight, nine, ten, you think the other 40,000 in the ground, or back when I was a kid, some games it was only 15,000, you think that you actually, you all live in the same area because that's the only bubble you know. Yeah, and it ain't until you get older and you learn new things and everything else that you, you realise actually that weren't the case. You know, so that's your apology, yeah. No, I'm just explaining. Listen, you know, let's go. Let's take EB. You know, he's a German hammer. So, you, and then you know, this was a geezer supporting West Ham against Eintracht Frankfurt in the ground. He was actually in the bowling that night, Upton Park watching West Ham and cheering West Ham against Eintracht Frankfurt. And, I, you know, I didn't know anything really about the game. So you can just say this in town or out town, just put it to bed. No, Apparently, you just no, remind no, 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 no. Hang on. Because didn't someone say awkward. on Twitter that you've airbrushed where you moved out of your history? No, I've not what, airbrushed it. But as I point out to you, Sean, if, you, if you're English and you move to Spain, it don't make you Spanish. Where did you airbrush out or where you moved be- after you were in a towner and before you moved to Essex? Where did you airbrush out of your history? I haven't airbrushed out of my history. Where What's did you go? Oh, listen, when you're 14, you have to go where Just your mum's tell me her. where you went. I went to Barking. Tell me where you moved to. Barking. Barking. 
Listen, when I was a kid growing up, yeah, I didn't know what was at Barking. Barking was Essex, and I thought Essex was countryside. Believe me, when I got there at 14, it was a big disappointment. And the first thing, and I moved, and my mum, I made a promise me, and she did it, and she bought me a bike. And four nights a week, I cycled back to Plasto to hang out with my mates in Plasto. Why? That's probably why I ain't got a lot of mates from Barking at all. Because why do people think this is um, some kind of discrimination thing? Well, I yeah, thought we they, made it quite well, clear. Yeah, I don't think they are. But let, let, look, he goes, and let him have his say, Mark, because, you know, I obviously did upset him, and I don't mean to upset him. He said, firstly, though, and he's right, you know, I made it sound like the Essex fan just turned up one day and things changed. He said nah. uh, he, he was taken by his granddad. He took it to his first game when he was about five, and at that age, all I cared about was watching my team play football. No agenda, no different outlook on life. The guy next to me could have been from Timbuktu. Well, I got a, I don't think he was, though, to be fair. Um, he could have been called Timbuktu, but he definitely weren't from there uh, because we all had a common interest, WHU. That is true, but as I say, again, when you was a little kid, if you're travelling to the game, you experience it. Me, I just walked up the road with a load of like hundreds of other people were doing back then. Well, and actually, from 14, car. you got your bike, mate, from well, Bargain. No, from 14... You, no, you don't think I cycled to West Ham, did you? Where am I bloody locked the bike up? <laughs> Dickhead. Secondly, said the majority of Essex West Ham fans that I know didn't want to move to the London Stadium. So implying that the out-of-towners championed it is totally unjustified. Well, we'll be talking about one in particular. That's your point of view, and you're entitled to it. At the end of the day, we were all sold a dream, and even some tanners bought into it, but this dream hasn't come to fruition. Uh, What's it called? Fruition. Fruition. Thank you very much. Yeah, That's why you're the educated one out of uh, Eventually. <laughs> yeah. it, I love the way he's put, last but not least, and, and this is the biggest paragraph of his whole thing. He says, personally, my hatred for Spuds came about because my older brother was a Tottenham fan. Uh, he's put, fuck knows how that happened. There's all my family, West Ham. But anyway, during the 80 Cup final, he ripped up one of my West Ham flags. So one day when he was on the bog having a dump, I kicked the toilet door open and snapped one of his golf clubs across my knee, much to his annoyance. And as I've got older, this hatred has intensified because every Tottenham fan I came across just so happens to be a deluded see you next Tuesday. Must be in their DNA. Uh, if, as yourself, and, he, and now he's gone in and then say, the Tottenham rivalry was something derived by the Essex fan. He's just told us it is, isn't he? Well, <laughs> he's really. I mean, he hasn't really... Does this mean that you don't share the same hatred that we do for the dirty snivelling yids? Well, I wouldn't know. This is the thing. No, I don't. Oh, shut up. No, you shouldn't shouldn't say that word. Sorry, Sean, I apologise. For all the snivellers out there, I'd like to take it back. I wasn't being personal. Listen, I don't have a nature to Spurs. It's weird. My best best mate at school in, in Plasto, Tottenham fan. Moved to Barking, my best mate uh, who, who, who was killed um, this week in 1985, Tottenham fan. Um, or 86, oh, 85, yeah. So, Tottenham fan. So, you know, one of my best mates now, or a few of my best mates, Tottenham fans. My, my sister, 
married a Tottenham fan. I don't have this hatred of Tottenham. I like to beat them. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know especially when I used to go with my best mate from Plasto, because in the end, I had to stop going because he, we used to go in the Tottenham end at Tottenham. He'd come in the West Ham end at West Ham. And every time we went together, Tottenham always won. And like to the point where I've never been, I've been about 14 Tottenham games with him, West Ham Tottenham games, and West Ham never won one of them. And even at times in, in as we got older, uh, do you remember the cup quarter final game? Uh, where what, we beat, uh, yeah, and yeah, great. We beat Man Plus United. Great game. We beat no, no, the the the, the one that we lost the, 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 when Redknapp was manager. So now, no, don't, we beat Man United, Di Canio. We beat Sunderland, Canute. We get Spurs at home, and I said to my mate, "You are going to sit next to me." Spurs have just sacked um, George Graham, appointed Glenn Oddle, I think, as manager. Uh, or did I don't know if that was the right way around. I think that's what happened. And I thought, this is the year, FA Cup quarterfinal, we're going to do Spurs. What happens? Sergei Rebrov's best ever game for Tottenham. We lose 3-2. And, and and he's just sitting next to me, grinning his head off. You met him, Sean, no. at the London Stadium when I took him in the supporters club and I didn't tell you who he was. Who was he? My mate. You don't remember. Obviously, <laughs> my mate. I took him in the supporters club. I said, my mate from school. And you was questioning about what I was like at oh, school and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then I we went to the West Ham Tottenham game. We got beat. And then the next time I went, oh, I didn't tell you my mate was a Tottenham fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember now. I remember now. <laughs> and because uh, you was going on, what's he like at school? And he just went, oh, the same as what he's like now, believe it or not. See, I've not changed. I was like, this. well, I wasn't popular. Um, see you in Tuesday at school. See you in t- uh, t- uh, sorry. See you next Tuesday now. Yes. So yes, don't bother me. Uh, so Mark then goes on. He says the moral. He's still going he's on. Still going on. It, 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 last but not least, and he's still going on. He says the moral. He's got a moral of a story. Oh, it's the, it's it's Christian Anderson. I know. Here we go. We shouldn't all be tarred with the same brush when it comes to West Ham. We all want the same uh, thing. F- uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. F- FYI, my surname is pronounced Hall-ing, not Harling. There you go. Uh, thanks for that, Mark Allen. Uh, he says, don't worry, mate. You're not the first. The son certainly won't be the last. He's put, only well-educated people get it right the first time. Aye, aye. <laughs> Beam me up snotty. Yes, well done now. Uh, no hard feelings, Nigel. None taken, Mark. Listening to your debate, this has made me laugh. Keep up the good work. Well, Mark, I'll just say, you've really kicked off something in the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, I, get, I, get, I, I got text by a, a good mate of mine. Who, who from from the shires of the Wilt type, um, and um, it pointed out that he was born in Forest Gate. Does he get in? And I point, well, you know, at the end of the day, if you're born in the old borough of West Ham, so if you're born in E7, E13, E16, uh, E6, E7, E8, E9, E10, E11, E12, E13, that's it. If you're born in West Ham, you have to. Where be. were you born? What? 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 E thirteen. 
Len? Well, he was born E2. I was born... No, I was born E9. E9. Oh, right. The, the, everyone's born Hackney because it was... Yeah, E9. Born. No, well, I, I lived... You didn't, you didn't listen, did you? We'd said there's so many people born in Hackney because there's a maternal hospital there. Well, still you're out. Sorry. Sorry, you're out. I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> I'm Canning Town, Len. What are you not getting? <laughs> but you I'm weren't born here. in Canning Town. You weren't born in Canning Town. You didn't live in Canning Town. How do you know that Canning Town, Len, ain't lived in Canning Town? Because I've spoke to Canning Town, Len. Yeah, but and he says I've seen the I've seen the film. It looked like he lived in Canning Town to me. Some bathing on top of That's that tower block. Yeah. Right on point. Exactly. Here I dear Sean, keep up it's not there. It's pictures, uh, you know. You dickhead. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right, okay. Thanks for that, Mark. No hard feelings. All in jest, but you have really started something. Because <laughs> there's others. Oh. I've got a lot of support. Then you get a lot of support. No, I, the funny thing is, I get people asking me, "Do I get in?" So I go. Well, yeah. Do you seem to? Oh, I think oh, I, I, by the sounds of it, I'm, I made the better argument than you because you said you, you sort of you, you seem like you seem to be some kind of like gatekeeper that you know up and down and see how they dress and let them go in. Whereas I support some kind of <laughs> logic behind Conte. it. Well, to be fair, I'm not saying I'm the gatekeeper, but considering I bloody invented it, I think I'm entitled to be the gatekeeper, aren't I? But, yeah, you know, I suppose I can't so. pick and choose. But what I'm saying is, if you're born in West Ham, I don't care you in, yeah? But if you're born in Leightonstone, that's Waltham Forest, so you're not. Bang on. How about if you're born in East Ham? No, you're in. Oh, if you book no, because if you're in Newham, so it so the West Ham postcodes were E seven, E fifteen, E sixteen, E thirteen. Yeah, that's your West Ham postcodes. County Borough West Ham, County Borough of Essex West Ham. Before all the Essex out of town and start rah, 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 rah. Essex, you know Essex stopped at the Riverley. Yes, I did know that. I know technically West Ham didn't become a London borough till it joined with Newham when East Ham and and West Ham was joined together, and that's why it was called Newham, yeah, in the 1965 Metropolitan Boroughs Act, or whatever they bloody called it. That's when Barking and Dagenham became a London Borough Council. That's when Avering became London Borough. I know all that, people. You don't need to educate me. Believe it or not, I am educated. But East Ham, you have to get in, because at the end of the day, West Ham played in East Ham for 116 years. Like it or not, which you know. We so, can argue so that. my my ex mother in law was born in here next to West Ham Tube Station, Manor Road. That's E fifteen. Yeah, is she's she an in town or an out of town? Well, she's well, in, isn't she? She's in. Yeah, I'll tell her. That's Stratford E fifteen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blimey, we we had a good discussion on that Sunday. Me and Gary Killington and a couple of others about postal codes. And, and why there's no E19? That's a strange one, isn't it? And someone pipes up, Ilford wants to be E19. And I pointed out to him, I'm sorry, mate. Ilford's Essex. Can't be East London. Oh. Anyway, let's move on. Anyway, I've just lost my place. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> right. oh right. I was at uh, Marion. Oh, 
Dylan here, he says, obviously, because, you know, he is like Dylan from the Magic Roundabout. Uh, as the TARDIS can go into the future, I would go forward to the very first game we play under our new own. There's always some smart ass, isn't there? <laughs> isn't it? That's a people in, isn't it? Uh, you know, you're right. The TARDIS clever, can go. He says, a question for you very all. Uh, do you have any information on the December fixtures and game times? And if not yet, cast in stone, can Benny use his inside source to make sure a game with manure don't clash with the Liam Gallagher live concert online or the following week's Gorillas Live. Can you have a word, Sean, please? It says, Nigel, thank you for missing out Dodds' questions last week. I did do that. Yeah, sorry about that, Dodds. Oh, dear. I know. Break me handsomes. Yeah. Uh, You've been working on that accent, haven't you? Blimey, doing well, Dale. Uh, He's a pirate. Well, yeah. He said he's building uh, Captain Pugwash, isn't he? Uh, Or Master Bates. Uh, I've just billed him for the cancelling sessions. I had to give him, and as the old saying goes, at this time of year, every little helps. Right, question. Oh, here we go. What does TARDIS stand for? He's put answers time on a punch card to the usual place or ask George. Time and something distance. I used to know this one. Yeah. Don't know it now. I'll be lying if I... I'm not going to look at it. I knew it was time and, and something in space. But dimensions he, in space. space. Time yeah. and relevance in space, it's, isn't it? Yeah, but Sean's just Google. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I did. What did you, what you say, Sean? Sorry? What did you say it was? Time and relative dimensions in space. Oh, no. You know why it's All called right. relative, isn't it? Irrelative. No, it's relative. You know why it's time and relative. You know why they put relative in. No. Well, obviously, when Do- no, the first Doctor Who took his grandkids with him, isn't it? So they were the relative. Oh, oh dear. The old oh, ones are the best. Buggers, hey? There you go. That <laughs> for those that don't know, the first Doctor Who was the two assistants with his grandkids. What was that? Like? We never found out who his kids were that gave birth to the grandkids and they've never been mentioned ever again that Doctor Who's had children. But the first... Mrs. Who. Uh, well, yeah. And obviously, like, young Who, um, uh, or Yahoo, as he was known. But also, um, for those that remember, the first assistant uh, went on to play uh, someone famous in Emmerdale. Uh, Sugden, Joe Sugden in Emmerdale. There you go, Fraser oh, Hines. Right. Fraser Hines. There you go. He was. He was. I'm pretty sure he was one of the two first assistants, one of the grandkids. What is Doctor Who's first name? Doctor Who trivia. This one. Doctor. No. Don't know. Dave. Mildred is the answer. Who? Mildred. Mil- Mildred. Yeah, that's the answer. Oh, so if he, he if he had an assistant called George, he... it'd be George and Mildred. Anyway, next up, let's crack on. Nicholas Harvey. He's put evening, gents, and Sean. He's put. Uh, I see Sean's getting in early with a propaganda for his secret sauce. Uh, who, who, obviously, uh, if you've heard by now. He refuses to be transparent and reveal 
um, his sources. So naturally, he won't be pushing the club to reveal their transparency stuff. Uh, he, he says that we've got no money transfer window. He says he asked a question last week for for each of the booties, but they couldn't even last 90 minutes, so I've given up on that. Their podcast appearances like Andy Carroll coming back from injury. You end up disappointed week after week. Uh, right, as there's no game this week, and who wants to talk about England? Well, we did for 10 minutes. It's time for the more than just a podcast, University Challenge Round 1. Representing Newham is Nigel. Representing Bethnal Green, uh, that's you, Len. All right. right, he's got a starter for 10. Right, listen. Hang on, hang on. Why, oh. don't I get, why don't I get a question? All right. Well, you'll probably cheat. Starter for 10. Listen very carefully. You can join in, Sean. But University Challenge only of rest two teams. This is obviously the, the we, we we obviously come from the University of Hard Knocks or or Street Life. What would you want? Hard Knocks or Street Life, Jay? Um I um I don't confess to have any other good upbringing. But I don't know. Well, I'll have University of Hard Knocks. You can have the University of Street Life. All right. I thought it was University of Bethnal, University of Bethnal Green. Well, and you was Newham. Well, yeah, I know, but it sounds better than it. But anyway, as long as we give the Savvy boy a good whipping, yeah, yeah so, on with I'm it. Quite, come I'm on, quite. oh, oh, was it? Wah wah wah! We're going to smash the oiks. Go on, Sean. yeah. Uh, listen very carefully. Is it? Why is it a musical question? No, it's not. He says, which word in this question contains the same number of letters as its immediate predecessor? What? Okay. Right. Which word? So this is the start of the the, the sentence, yeah? Which word in this question contains the same number of letters as its immediate predecessor? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Carnum. I think it contains. Yeah, but you can see the let. You can see the word. Uh, you can't read it out without. Thank you very much. So I now get the advantage. Oh, listen. You're Bam Gascoigne. Let's be honest. It should be to us too. You're Bam Gascoigne. I'm asking the question. Listen, join in if you want. Three bonus questions on words. You ready? This is the yeah. question. There are three bonus questions on words that may be made from the letters of the word broccoli. In each case, right. give the word from the definition. Right. I think it's because I watched the University Challenge last week. <laughs> All right. So, A, you've got to guess the word. An Italian word meaning liveliness, dash, vigor, or spirit. Made from the letters of broccoli. Don't know. There's brillo, but I don't think that's right. That means bright. I thought that was a pad. Yeah, well, that's what it comes from, doesn't it? You know. make it bright with your brillo pad. Is that is that what they get the name from? Wow. There you go, people. You learn something new every day. I well, thought it, it, was, yeah. it was brilliant. Well, it's an Italian word. I, I mean, I ain't got a stick with Brillo. I don't think is that right, Brillo? I don't think it is right. Well, I will have to try and look it up. Uh, he's put B, a programming language created by Grace Hopper and others in 1959 and intended oh, no, to be used by commerce. Cobol used to be Flowmatic. I know that one. Cobol. Yeah, C O B O L. Well, it's an acronym. I can't. Oh, right. Right, and C, an attack of severe spasmodic abdominal pain. Colic. That'll, that'll fit. That's, you can get broccoli out of that. Colic. Mm. Yeah, colic. Well done. Although I think that's it's really, that's a renal condition from your kidney, obviously, oh. being renal. Colic. I thought that was like a cough that babies had. That's whooping cough. Why do I always think that though? Colic's got something. Colic. I thought it was a baby swing. I will. I think that's a symptom in horses when they've got colic. They seem like they're coughing. He's put, they are genuine questions from University Challenge. So let's see whether Newham beats Bethnal Green. I don't think Newham did actually, to be fair. Uh, and, but he can recommend Fatten's Gold Cheddar or with caramelised onions from the Wensleydale Creamery. I think that is the cheese I was thinking of last week with the onions. Fatten's Gold Cheddar with caramelised onions from the Wensleydale Creamery. I will check that out, Nicholas. Thank you very much. And he finishes, as he always does every week. Brady out. Brady out. Right. Forgive me, people, because... Obviously, because I uh, refreshed my phone, everything's doubled oh, here up. Here we go. Here we go. Up. So, we're Nicholas Stanley, he says, Nigel Len, what are you doing to me? Neither reviews are left in Newham, out of Tanners. I'm counting down the days I can walk down Green Street and have a beer in the bowling. Is anyone keeping up with the date? with the renovations on Instagram? I'm not, I don't do Instagram, but I know there's, the scaffolding's up still. Um, that's about it. But he's put a link to Instagram. I'm not clicking on the link because my phone will do weird things. Right, so just to be clear, if I moved to Upton Gardens, yeah, 
tomorrow and yeah. pay 375 grand, yeah. would I be an in-towner? Yeah. Well. So even though no, I've lived there for 24 hours, no, I'm no, still in town. No, you wouldn't. Because Why? if you go to Spain oh. on holiday, you're not Spanish. Right, how long have I got to be in the postcode? What, what's the what's the definition and what's the length right, of time? Me and Len were going to nail this, but let's just go, right, you see, you've got to be born, yeah, in Newham. I'll be nice oh, you've got to be born. Or you've got to have spent... Len was born in Acme. Oh, hold up, I haven't finished yet, so you, you're in, yeah? I, I can't say no if you're born in Newham, yeah? So the gatekeeper has to let you in. Yeah, if you turn up and I don't like your face and you wave at me your birth certificate that says Newham or or West Ham or East Ham, you're in. Yeah, I've got to go. Go on in. Fuck off in. Yeah. Then we get like the Poplars, the Stepneys, the Bethnal Greens, and everything. If you're a West Ham fan from those areas, you're in. Yeah, because you know Bethnal Greens a bit like a mad boiling pot of West Ham, Arsenal, and and. Tottenham that sort of all go out together. If you're born in E20, well, you won't be born in E20 because that's the Olympic Park, Sean, unless your missus drops while you're in a game. Or you was born in Walford in Albert Square. So that's about it for E20. Well, there's a hospital in um, Stratford Hospital. Yeah, E15. E15, wasn't it? And actually, Stratford Hospital shut down when Newham General opened. And actually, people weren't didn't really give birth there because Newham had two maternity hospitals, which was Forest Gate Maternity Hospital, which was the old workhouse, or you had Plastine Maternity Hospital, which was an old nurse's home, where I was born. How about Hackney Wick? Is there a Hackney Wick Hospital? Well, that's where Jay was born. Hey, Homerton. I won't put in the Homerton. A lot of people are now. So apparently, it's got a very highly regarded birthing unit. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle fell over recently. He had to go to Womerton. I couldn't rate the staff highly. Spoke to me on the phone. Even took the phone to him so I could talk to him and make like uh-huh. during COVID and make sure he's all right. And and they promised they would ring me no matter what time it was so I could pick him up. And and to be true, they did ring me to like two thirty in the morning. So they stuck to their word. Unfortunately, I was asleep. <laughs> so we had to get a cab home. <laughs> Couldn't wake me up. But, you know, the Any, thought... Anyway, where are... On the 41 questions, where are we at the moment? Yeah, we're still going. Uh, we got 41. 41? I didn't check how many. Jesus Christ, I did it. Oh. Whatever popular. Paul Dolan. Beep, beep, gents. I'll go out to skip up. He said, the game he would go back to my target. Oh. Cut the good games here. 1981 League Cup semi-finals, both great games. Even though we lost the first game at Ifield Road, I knew we would win it at Upton Park. What was you? What was unique about the Ifield Road game, Sean? First, before I ask Len. What? Well, I, I, what game are you talking about? League Cup semi-final, 1981, against Coventry, Ifield Road. Something happened um, in that game. Did the lights go off? No. All right. Jay, you. Was it something to do with the kit? No. Something to do about the goal scorer. Bonzo got one. Mm, yeah. You're edging now. Coventry goal scorer. 
Um, I'm going to kick myself, aren't I? Yeah. After I've done it. Coventry goal scorer. Coventry won 3-2. Two West Ham. Shut up, you. He's looked it up, has he? Yeah, I know what he's doing. Shut up. No fun, is he? He's no fun. He's absolutely no fun. He's the kid you invite at one party and then you, you never invite him back. You wouldn't get it. No going to get it. I, but it? I know it. Do you want me to tell you? Yes, please. Right. A Coventry player scored an hat-trick. But it was a special hat-trick because only two of them were for Coventry and one of them was for West Ham. Gary Thompson. Uh, do you know, I remember him playing. Yeah. I remember him scoring, but I didn't remember him. Yeah, he got an own no, goal for us and got two for Coventry. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. And then we won it. Uh, bless him, Jimmy Neighbour, whose, whose birthday it was the other day, I believe. Um, or it yeah. would have been if he was still alive. God bless him. Got the last kick of the game winner to take us to the Wembley. He's put, they were both really great games, Nolan. Uh, it's, it's a shame we lost the final replay against Liverpool, but he loved supporting the Amers when he was 12 or 13. What a team, despite being in the old second division. He's put a couple of questions. Oh, don't depress that button, for Christ's sake. He's put a couple of questions for us. Right. Where do you stand on goat's cheese or feta? Don't mind. I like that, actually. I, I prefer feta. And I'll tell you why. I like strong-flavoured cheeses, and feta is that a lot more salty uh, and a lot more taste than, than goat's cheese, which goat's cheese is, is not as strong. It can be quite weak. I always found that quite strong, and I always found it the other way around, to be honest. Well, it depends what goat's cheese you take, I assume. On, on yeah. The, but goat's cheese sometimes can be weak. Feta is feta, right? It's salty. I like anchovies, so in, in some ways, anchovies nice and have some, uh, with I some feta cheese. From school. Anchovies. Do anchovies. I can't imagine you liking anchovies at all. I don't do anchovies, I don't do goat's cheese, and I don't do Turkish feta cheese either. So, uh, Is that where it's from? I don't know, mate. It's not from Turkey. Greece, no, isn't not. it? Is it? Oh, well, it's all the Greek to me. Anyway. So, oh, it, it was from Cyprus. Oh, Stel will tell us when he finishes his show at half eight and we're still going. Uh, also, he says, what are your thoughts on vinyl records? He says, I've just had the new single from my favourite band, New Order, delivered. And uh, he says, for a 12-inch single, it's £15. He said, I remember they were 199 Well, they were $199, Paul. But bearing in mind, like our, way, our pocket money was a quid back then. So it was two weeks pocket money, you know, it's, which is so if you tally it up, it's probably the same now. It's put the whole experience of vinyl is so much better than downloads, etc. <sighs> Question for Len. What do you, right, vinyl, Sean, what do you, where'd you stand? New vinyl. Well, I gave away my whole, when I was a DJ, <laughs> when I was a lot younger, DJ Sean White, um, I had a big vinyl connection. Uh, but do you know what? As a DJ, I hate vinyl. Because uh, it used to jump up and down. I used to cart loads of vinyl. As a DJ, you used to cart vinyl around. You know, if people jump next to you on the stage, it could jump. And, and of course, if it got scratched, you'd have to buy it again. So, you know, when, when downloads came, well, first CDs and then downloads, I, 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 when I do discos now, and I do sometimes come out of retirement, 
It's all on Spotify. Yeah, I love it. So, no, I don't miss vinyl at all. I know it's a collector's and it's a hobby for some people, but no, I don't miss vinyl at all. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do a thing, but that does not surprise me. You, you, you love new things, don't you? I am a technology person. No, so, you love new things, you know. you know. Don't like the old stadium. Let's go to the new one. No. No, you know, it's, don't like honestly, let's go. No, I think it's amazing. Do you know I haven't bought a record or a CD for ages. You know, you move on. You know, I'm a technologist. I'm a geek. I was talking to Gonzo the other day. He said I bought this really. I said, he said I bought this really really cool setup, this PC and everything. And I go, all oh, right. Uh, what diecast it got? What's the millimeter of the uh, carbon fiber? Uh, what family does the processor come from? What DDR memory speed have you got? He went, I don't know any of that shit, Sean. I said, well, I thought you bought a state-of-the-art PC. And he said, yeah, but I don't know all that geeky crap. I love technology, and therefore I embrace technology. And we're on a podcast. We're not recording on a piece of vinyl or a radiogram or a cassette tape or whatever. We're recording. Excellent. We've got we've got USB microphones. We've got um, we've got a, 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 we're recording directly into the cloud. You know this is this is all made possible. We're not in a studio. This is all made possible by technology. So embrace it. Get used to it. Don't live in the past, Nigel. It's our fate. Still show starting. Should we go and take the piss out of him? Twenty past eight. Oh, oh, ten minutes in. I just had it flash up. Uh, anyway, it, me, vinyl, brilliant. Um, I got app full of Olo for my birthday last year on vinyl, uh, even though I still have the original tape that I first bought because I couldn't afford vinyl as a kid. I had to buy tapes. Uh, and we used to sell tapes. Do you tapes. both have a vinyl player, just to be clear? Both yeah, of I you have a no. I do, yes. No, I don't. So, I, How I often speak. do you play it? Um, be honest. Once a month. Bullshit. No, no, it's true. I can go and take a photograph. It's on there. And actually, what you will find on there uh, is the B side of the I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Which was I think you're one of these people, there's a lot of them, who buy vinyl to brag about having vinyl, but they actually never get the vinyl out of the case and actually play it on a, on a radio, uh, sorry, a um, turntable. See, and you see, you'd love to have been a DJ now, really, Sean. You'd love to have been like Russ, and it just one button, just one button. It plays yeah. Songs well, you, you know what? Yeah, all the old tempo gets mixed. I've got a piece of software on my Mac, uh, and and it does all the virtual DJing for you, right? There you get go. you get your tempos right. You just line it up in a playlist. In fact, uh, I've done discos in the last few years where literally I, I pick the playlist in advance with the people. I mix it in the particular order um, and then put the tempo and auto mix. And then I walk off and enjoy the party. So I don't actually have to, to actually do that. And, and if I want to change the running order and then people go, oh, can I have a request? I'll just quickly pick it from uh, Spotify and whack it in the playlist. And then, and then I go back to drinking or dancing, you know? Barrel of fun. Uh, he's got a question yeah. for you, Lynn. Uh can you do a portrait for all the family? Yeah. Should I get a West Ham onesie now the Knights are drawing him? No. There you go. No. Thank you very much. Yes and no. Next. I've done a really... If he wants to see a portrait, 
send me an email or uh, a chat on the website. I've got a really good one to show you, but I can't make it public because it's someone's present. It's not their birthday, but it's one of my favourites. I'm really proud of this one. Put a lot of love into this. It's for a nice guy who just keeps ordering more and more stuff off me. It's just nice. All right, anyway, it's not a portrait podcast. No. Evening all from Deepest Dust. Oh, deepest. It's Ziggy, yeah? Anyway, it says, evening all from deepest, darkest. If you put two words beginning with D, I always struggle. Well, he's from Essex. Not originally, I don't think. But anyway, he said, if I could go back. Oh, he's picked a blinding game. If I could go back to any game again, it would be the European Cup Winners' Cup game against Dynamo Tbilisi or Dynamo Tbilisi, depending on uh, Upton Park, 1981. Despite the loss, it's probably one of those standout games that will always stick with you. The ground was full, atmosphere was electric. The stand innovation at the end of the game was probably sums up the true West Ham way. Very true. That was yeah. that for me was as, as a little kid growing up, you know, and that's and this is where I come from. I was brought up to enjoy football games, and it stems from being at games like that that it ain't always about the result, that sometimes you have to marvel at the people you're seeing. You know, just imagine all the world-class players we've seen playing against West Ham. <laughs> you, you have to enjoy them at that point. Uh, anyway, Len. Yeah? If you were to animate a West Ham feature using animals as the characters, yeah, which animals would you use to feature the Bulldog players? Brady Outs. Um, that's a good question, isn't it? I mean, I, I can't. I'm not quick at thinking of an answer because it's somebody else's idea. Um, I'd have to be a pig for Karen or a sow. Um, Goldie would be Goldie's got quite a. Uh, I'd think it. Gold is some kind of monkey because he's got like think, a quite a long top. Because he's old, I, I was thinking more a donkey. Yeah, that's not bad, you know. I can see where you're coming yeah. a bit sluggish yeah. in thought. Yeah, like plodding along. And I suppose Sally would be some kind of rodent. Meerkat? I don't know. It's a tough question, that. You have to think about that. I can't just come out of things no. at a drop of an app. I can, actually. But when they're my idea, I can't develop someone else's. Uh, next up is uh, our mate. He's about to go live, but it's not worth tuning in now, people, because you're listening to this next day. But it's Monday night, and it's Stelios Kiriakou, called Jazz Stel. Uh, what's a good show on Ella Fitzgerald the other night, Stel? On uh, BBC Four about her life story. She suffered, didn't she? she? Mate, what a life she had. Dear, oh dear. She she come from nothing. She walked. The, the, the story goes that she stepped on stage at the Apollo Arlem, or, or she's queuing up for a talent night, and she wanted to be a dancer. And there was two girls on before her who were really top dancers, and she was thinking, I can't be better than them. So she walked out and sang a song. And apparently, when she walked out, she was poor, wore men's boots, and she was in a shabby dress because she had no money. She was booed onto stage. 
And then she mm. sang. That was it. Life changed. She didn't. There's a few people who didn't think they were good yeah. singers. She was one. Yeah. Um, uh, another one was Nat King Carl, who was a pianist oh. who was forced to sing. <laughs> Can you believe Listen, he thought he Nat didn't King think he was a good singer? My granddad loved Nat King Cole. Yeah, my mum did. And another person who thought they couldn't sing was Karen Carpenter, who was happy just to be a drummer. Yeah. Could you believe that? All three of them didn't think they could sing. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you're probably the three of the top yeah. singers ever was. Carpenters. It's not a singing podcast, no. is it? You, I, I remember playing one of them records endlessly. My mum had to come and tell me to take it off and try to. Was it Mississippi? Mississippi. Do you remember me? We didn't have a lot of records of kids, and that one I kept playing. My mum had to come and tell me off. Uh, Stell's got. He's put. He's gone back in his TARDIS. 12th of Feb 2000. This is a game that I could watch time and time again, people. West Ham 5, Bradford 4. Had it all in that game, didn't it? It did still. He didn't elaborate, though. No questions this week. He said, because he's too busy promoting Canning Town Lens video on my show tonight. Don't, is he? Well, it, this is what he's saying. Is he's, Even though, um, um, you know, those that might have seen it might be taking the piss out of him. But don't worry. He said, I'll be long done whilst the three of you enter your full hour of podcasting. Well, we've not even <laughs> into yeah, hour two right. yet still. So, up yours. Uh, and then he goes and has a chat with DJ Button Monkey Russ. Or should I call that button monkey? Or is that, no, I don't know. Anyway, or ear button. Uh, but anyway, they, they, they have. <laughs> Rose button. Yeah. Oh, next up, Rita Flow. Done them. Michael Levy Jr.'s back. He says, I team. He said, he'd like to go back to the first proper game I remember going to. He says, there were others, but this one sticks in his memory. He says, his late granddad took me along to the 89-90 season, May the 2nd against Leicester City. West Ham won 3-1 with goals from Leroy, Kevin Keane and Trevor Morley. I'd love to experience the real family vibe in the stands again. You knew you was part of something special. He's put, thanks for the great shows. He's back in Tenerife now. He's put guide we didn't catch up with oh, Michael, but maybe next time. Definitely, mate, when you're back, give me a text and, and hopefully all this nonsense will be over and we can hang out properly. Um, uh, thanks all, he says. There you go. Bless you. Um, yeah, May the 2nd, Leicester City. Still, well, Leroy, what a great striker he was. Steve Lyons. He says, Nigel, Sean and Lent together is definitely a three-hour show. He says, I'm looking See? forward to it on my round in the morning. Oh, he's a postie, he is he? He's a postie. Oh, he's a busy time of year for him it's coming up, isn't him busy, Len, will you? Yeah. yeah. Hey, let us know where your round is next time. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell everyone so they can come and laugh. Uh, do you, uh, well, I've got a question for postie, Steve, actually. I've got a question for you, Shu. So it's when it gets really cold and, you know, so there's frost and you have to be up at five o'clock in the morning, do you still wear your shorts or or, or, or do you put trousers on? Because my postie, all year round, got- shorts. You know you think, mate, you're brave. Anyway, he'd go back to the 4th of March. Oh, what a game this was. 4th of March 2007 versus Tottenham. Yes, we lost 4-3. What a game. 
He remembers coming away from the game thinking we had a chance of staying up after that performance. Tevi's free kick was brilliant, but him disappearing into the crowd celebrating still makes the air stand on the back of my neck. What an atmosphere. I'm pretty sure that if it had been the last game at Upton Park then, that would have been my first choice. He forgot to say last week, thanks for the links for the Liverpool game, Nigel. Truly appreciated. You're welcome, Steve, anytime. You know what to do and how to get hold of me. Uh, bring Stell back, he says. Uh, Brady out. Brady out. Uh, I mean, I, I must admit, after that game, I remember walking out of the game with my nephew and I didn't think we were staying up. I thought that sealed us to go down. It felt late in the season yeah, when it happened, but, didn't it? But I, 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 we were wrong. I said, you know, the only thing I remember saying is, if we play like that, at least we got a bit of pride back. Because we had been yeah. abysmal up to that game. And then all of a sudden, we, we it was like a button, a, a switch was flicked. Russ pushed that button at the bowling, fight. And, and, and the boys had a go. And, and, you know, we, we should have took a point and we didn't take a point because we went looking for the win because their fourth goal was when Bob yeah. Moore lost it on the edge of their box. From That's our right. corner. So, um, you know, it was um, Timo Tarnio, I think, or Paul Stalteri got the winner, didn't he? I think Timo yeah. Tarnio scored. I mean, that was a shit Spurs team. Let's get it right. Yeah. No right to beat us 4-3. But still... Anyway, it's not a Spurs podcast. Uh, Roger Markham. It's his evening, lads. Roger. This is other than Wembley 80. At the Ipswich game, oh, yes, at the end of 85, 86, when we all went onto the pitch thinking maybe, just maybe. He said he's still got the turf and the penalty spot. And this is what I love about, well done, Roger. P.S. No problem with the Essex out of town and comments at all. It seems we all are now. Roger (coughs) embracing it, people. Embrace, yeah, embracing we're not it. Saying it to dividers. We well, what we're saying is, in, it's, it's okay to embrace your differences. If you are for Messi's, we're not. You're entitled to your own culture because you're force fed to, to think that you haven't got one, and you do. It wouldn't be so bad if you said I wasn't in towner, but now I'm out of towner. So no, if you disassociate you yourself with a club. It's nothing to do with where you live, Sean. Currently, it's not about that. It's the state of mind comes from when you're first born and brought up. You could be born as a little kid somewhere, taken to somewhere else for 10, 15 years from the age of three to 14 or whatever, and that is the period that forms mostly where the way your outlook is. It changes as you get older and go on uh, and go longer, yeah? But that's what happens. Don't get it. No, you, you don't. just want yeah, everyone to be enough. the same, Sean. That's what you just want. That you think that makes things happy, but it don't. You, you, it doesn't. Embrace your differences. It's cool. I don't want to be in your silly club, but I'm just saying. Shut up, going on about it then. Vincent Anthony Matthews. He's got three names. He can't make his mind up which one's the first one, but this week he's gone with Vincent. All right, folks. He's gone Brady outs. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, Brady brought, out. I would have to say, the 1-0 win over Preston in the playoff final on my first ever West Ham match. Ooh, what a great game this was. I've got a funny story about this game. A 5-1 win over Sheffield Wednesday at Upton Park. That 91? Artson, no, Artson and Kitson were prolific that day. 
Uh, I was only five. Wow. But just about, I think this is Rio's first game. Was it not? Uh, not that we were in any danger of reaching the cup semi-final or anything soon, but I have a suspicion I'd prefer those trips to Cardiff as any to North London. I thought Cardiff was by far a better stadium than Wembley. Should have kept the cup final in Wales, to be fair. Um, it's not an unpopular opinion, Vincement. It says, thanks for the good work and keep it up. Um uh. There you go. West Ham 5, Sheffield Wednesday 1. I'm just going to check. I'm pretty sure that was uh, Rio Ferdinand's debut when he came on the pitch and his first touch of the ball was um, to lump it into Rose Z. Let's have a look. When was it? Was it that game, the 5-1? No, it wasn't. I think it was. No. I think we spoke about this 5-1 game. I think um, Sheffield Wednesday were a little bit robbed. So it must have been the um, in the Toto season, the one that started that, so it was 2000, no, wasn't it? this is 96. No. Oh. I'm trying to see what the date is. Oh, no, it might. I don't know. It's 3rd of May. I think this is the game. I think it is the game. I don't know. Last game of the season, Sheffield Wednesday. I went with my uncle. And while it was funny, but. I've gone with my uncle's decided he wants to go football with me again after like 10 years, not, not taking me to a game or longer, 14 years. So we, we had tickets for two stands. I won't divulge why we had tickets for two stands. So we had the Treble Brookie, uh, the Centenary Lower or the West Upper. So I said, let's go Centenary Lower because you've never sat there. They used to take me. We had season tickets in the West Lower as kids. So I take him around to Centenary Lower. We go down, and when the Centenary was first built, you had to. We sat where the away fans finished sitting, yeah? So we were the East End side, and the away fans were the West End side. So we sat there, and we watched the first half, and all he did was moan. Oh, don't like it. Don't like it. Oh. So at half time, we went round and used the West Upper tickets and sat in West Upper. But this is where it got a bit funny, because when we get to our seats, it weren't a sellout or anything. There was a there was a bloke sitting in one of our seats, and I said, mate, any chance we could sit here? I know it's half-time, but we missed the first half. To which point, the geezer got the ump and went, fuck off back to where you come from. Now, me, I, I'm not a fighter or thing. I was like, oh, it's an all right. To which my uncle put his head round and said to the bloke, like, what do you say? And the geezer told my uncle to F off. And my uncle said, well, we'll have it out now. I've calmed my uncle down and everything before we got thrown out. It's half time. Come on, look, there's empty seats down there. Pushed my uncle down, sat down there. The geezer made a big mistake then. He's come down the stairs, wants to have another go. My uncle said, right, I'll see you outside then. Bearing in mind, these are two people over 50. Yeah, and they want to have it. Sits down, there's three young boys sitting in front of us, skinheads. They turn round and go, all right, Al. And he goes, oh, yeah, they knew my uncle. And he went, uh, leave him to us. We'll sort him out. End of the game turns. As you went down the stairs from the West End, I could see the geezer waiting. Well, these skinheads, he didn't know, obviously, what was coming. This one of the skinheads just walked up to him and laid him out there and then. And my uncle just laughed as we walked out. 
Never went with my encore again. <laughs> it's a nice little story. There yeah. you go, just to cheer you all up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish we'd stayed in the centre. <laughs> it was definitely a Sheffield Wednesday game at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, that brought that memory back. Thanks for that, Vin. Uh, my uncle's 70, he still gets into fights, so I won't worry about it. <sighs> it's Daz Laria. He said he would go back to his very first game, age 12, 1983, uh, versus Arsenal. Uh, I want to experience my heart near stopping as Ray Stewart clears acrobatically off the line and the sheer privilege of watching Brooking Dazzle. We won 3 1. It was my birthday on Friday the 13th. Happy birthday, Dazzler. Happy birthday, Dazzler. So what did you three young men do on yours? I'll let you know next week. When's your birthday, Jay? I had a game of golf with me, oh, brother. Yeah, you did. That I, was think, I think few, it was the last time I left the house. A few weeks ago, wasn't it? It was June the 1st. Oh, right. Yeah, it was more than a few weeks ago, then. Yeah. Sean? I, I don't have mine till January, so uh, I've not had one in lockdown. No. Oh, yeah. Oh. You're a Sagittarius, are you, Sean? A what? A Sagittarius, is that January? An, an, that Aqu- an Aquarius. Oh, right, okay. I remember, <clears throat> I, remember I used to be... Oh, okay. All right, we'll move on. All right. Uh-oh. Yeah, because that star stuff is a load of bollocks. Oh, oh, right. that, oh, I'm sorry. Right, I'm a scorpion, mate. And if you look up a scorpion, it's oh, a description of me. I'm sorry. There's a bit. That's of, why uneducated uh, out of t- uh, sorry in towners would come up with something like that to be believe in some superstitious claptrap. You get very personal, at times, hey, Sean. Hey, hey. I know. We're not being personal. Very aggressive there. This is what. I, yeah, we're going to pick up on this later. Jeff Smith. He said, I'll go back to the Great Escape season and tell myself not to book a flight that took off at 3pm on the last day of the season so I could watch Tevez beat United instead of having to worry and wait for the result when we <coughs> landed in Portugal. How long's the flight to Portugal? Four hours, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, four hours. Uh, what was I thinking? Well, you got to do your planning, mate. You know, Let's get this right. I got married in an odd year. Yeah to make sure that there was no football tournament while I got married. So, you know, nothing to get in the way, basically. Um, He's then put, what's the best cheese to make cheese on toast? Cheddar. Not too strong, not too too mature. Grated or sliced? I only do sliced, but yeah, when you come to think about it, grated would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what a cheese on toast I will agree a really extra mature cheddar though but do you know what I'm going to go back to me old smelly blue cheese can't beat a bit of stilton on, uh, on toast as well really? really what melted down yeah it's a bit plasticky though wasn't it? It no, would be it's, bit it's not it's not you just don't completely melt it you just sort of semi melt it with a little yeah, bit I of balsamic vinegar as well on it I just think you're just trying to be a bit different. I think you know the answer's cheddar, not too yeah. strong. All right, so you're going yeah. to have cheddar. You've got to get Pardon? extra mature cheddar and then no, put a little bit cheese of cheese on toast. And put a bit of, hang on, hang on, and a bit of Worcester sauce. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of Worcester sauce on the top. All right, if you want Worcester sauce, if you know, 
You seem to be forgetting I made most of these ads that brainwashed you, Sean. I really mean it. She's trying to fucking sell Worcester sauce. I love Worcester sauce. Yeah, but we can make things up. I'll make. I'll give you. I'll give you. Right. Let. This is our advertising agency's influence. Influence you, Sean. Yeah. I'm a sucker. What do you think should be in a ploughman's lunch? Um, an apple. Cheese. Right. Um, a, a, a nice slab of homemade bread, mm. a pickled onion, mm. salad, right, and of course you're going to go, and of course some uh, Branston pickle. <laughs> All right. So a ploughman's lunch was a marketing phrase turned by the agency J. Walter Thompson, and basically it was by the cheese board who wanted to flog more cheese to people in pubs. And it's simply serving bread with cheese. And it's found a complete laugh of its own. And that's how much ad agencies somewhat interfere with popular culture. Is that true, though? It's God, you can go and look that up then. Go on. Look up Plowman's Lunch. Jay Water Thompson, I'm thinking 19... 19- yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I'm just reading it. I know um, I'm right. I used to work there. 1950s, the Cheese Bureau, a marketing body, began to promote it in pubs. You're absolutely right. Of course I am. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm learning something today about the Plowman's Lunch. I assumed when go. I was eating it, like in Surrey, exactly. like my ancestors who ploughed these fields ate a Plowman's yeah. Lunch. You're from Chesington. No. What I films feel... did they plough in Chesington? You, do you know what? Let me tell you. My family have lived in Chesington for 450 years. And and when my family were there, it was all fields. You know, there were like two houses. It My my family came from farm labourers, and that's what they did. You know, they ploughed the fields. It was all fields, all farmland in Chesington before the zoo came in the Turn Where was of the, the Whetstone you know. then that gave your family the name? Well, I mean, the, the, the surname comes from um, an area like either in, well, obviously you've got North London, but you've also got oh, Leicestershire. Yeah. And it and, and it, it probably came from, it's an Anglo-Saxon name uh, belonging to a place. So my ancestors came from either the Whetstone in North London or, or Leicestershire. So you'd be a um, Barnet fan. My, well, my, my family, though, lived in Chesington, and what they did um, is they owned Woodyard and they owned we- S. Whetstone and Sons for many, many years. And in, it, um, uh, Bob Hope filmed one of his black and white films um, at uh, the Woodyard. It's now a champion's Woodyard now. The family business got bought off in like the 70s. Uh, but over for, for 150 years during the wars and everything, uh, the family, Whetstone family, used to own the woodyard. There you go. A little bit of history. She was a lumberjack family. There you go. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. There you go. Oh, Stell's up to nearly 80 people on his uh, live stream about boring internationals. He, he gets he gets a crowd now. He yeah, does. I'm, I'm trying to troll him, but he's he's not taking the bait. Be like that. No, it, it takes a bit of time for him to catch up with the comments. Um, all right, so da, 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 da. we're all Jeff. supposed to be on a charity meeting tonight, by the way. Yeah, so obviously, Stell's are not there, you're I mean, not there, we're not there. Uh, yeah. Jeff Smith, 
uh, I, I didn't know there was a charity meeting until someone put it in there. Are we meeting tonight? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, when no, that? but that's, that's what happens. It happens like five minutes before and go, is there a meeting yeah. tonight? Yeah, do. And oh, then yeah. obviously that was agreed at the last meeting I couldn't make because some of us have to work for a living. You know, we can't all work remote. Uh, Jeff Smith, I'd go back to the Great Escape season. And, uh, well, we know that, Jeff. People like I'm that, don't they? Already. Yeah, I think you've read that oh, out. You can't get in twice, Jeff. How devious of you. Uh, it, it's Sean's mate, Gary Prince. Evening, fellas. Oh, Gary. I'd go back to the Mets in the Toto away match. Great night. I believe the ticket nice one. was 30 French francs, about four quid. I'd love to have been there, but I didn't have a passport when my uncle turned up to pick me up. I didn't know he was getting tickets, to be fair, uh, or, or whatever he was doing. Um, on the subject of that, a tanners. See what... Won't let it lie, would they? They won't let it lie. Can Nigel confirm those born in Rush Green Hospital are definitely out of tanners? See in Essex? Romford, mate. Yes. See you an out of towner. You don't get in. In between Rush Green Hospital, yeah, you had like Upney where my sisters were born out of towners. Ain't there? I like Essex, by the way. Why are we talking about Essex? Oh, it's nice. it's a lovely place. I'd like living here. It's not a not a problem. The the, the Edge from U two was born in Upney Hospital. Was he really? He was yeah. His parents were Welsh and went to Dublin. There's now there's a turn up of the books in there. Um But so they are, Gal. I'm I'm not gonna apologise. It's it's just the so way you're it, an RM fifteen now, are you? Oh well done. Yeah. I was looking it up. Yeah. You're twenty six minutes away from uh, East Ham, by the way. That's fourteen miles away. Uh, can I just from point your, out your birthplace? Twenty six minutes. What are they doing? Walking? I can do Canning Town roundabout in twenty. Well, uh, it's 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 on a car at the moment. I'm look I'm looking on Google Maps. Yeah, don't, don't believe Google Maps, mate. It's fourteen point one miles on the A13, and in current traffic conditions, it's twenty six minutes. No, it's quicker than that. Don't worry. They're going the wrong way. If you went, if you went via Alfred's Way, it would take thirty-three minutes. I saw set up. Alfred's Way is the A thirteen. You map it. It starts off as whatever out of Rainham and becomes the Alfred Way when you get the barking. <sighs> Ross Gooding, evening lads. What would all your thoughts be on the club offering a high loan fee to Real Madrid in January to try and tempt them to loan us Luka Jovic? Well, listen, I watched the Scotland game the other night. Yeah. Didn't really see a lot of Jovic. Got a good penalty, though. I'll give him that. He needs, he needs, he's not, we said this on the podcast the other day, he needs to get back with Alaire, though, right? So he, he the two don't work. No, you like, think that. It's a gamble, work together. Is what we said. They work together. It's like a part. They're like they're like a, a swans who mate for life, right? Um, oh, Ashford and Simpson. What's that? <laughs> oh, Mr. DJ, yeah, don't know right, Ashford yeah. and Simpson. Yeah, move on. Yeah. He's such a fraud, isn't he? Hey, they would. So, do you remember the song "Solid"? Sean, solid as a rock. Yeah, I do. Yeah. 
Not that I was a soul person, but anyway, but it was a good enough song. Ashford and Simpson. But Ashford and Simpson started out as songwriters. songwriters. Before they... I think they were at Motown, weren't uh, they? I believe no, so. Yeah. I, you asked, John, when I was a DJ, I never used to remember any of the artists' names. I just oh, used to oh, You must have been a great DJ. I was. People, you what go, was it the oh, song? This? And I go, don't know what you mean. What's the song name? So basically, the quest hour with you was really good then. Yeah, it was really good, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, he's, well, Ross then goes on. He said he, he's not normally a fan of paying high loan fees, but he thinks it's worth a game because it worked with Villa and Barkley. Uh, and he thinks it'll be worth the game. Hey, because Jovic and Allen know how to get the best out of each other. But remember, they had a different manager and a different other nine players behind them that also yeah. uh, uh, played the game at a yeah. different pace against different teams in a different country. He's put, worth exploring? Question mark. Mm. Possibly, maybe. Sean, or was Moyes already decided on King for January? Ooh, you started something last week, didn't you? Yeah, I know. Just because yeah. I, I look, I had loads of people because I whispered oh. Joshua King. Yeah. I went, Shh, Joshua King. You said it was already done, didn't you, Sean? Oh, he signed a pre-contract. Yeah. You told us. But, but yeah, you said you Fucking hell. Sorry about Do that. you know what? So many people contact me and say, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been, it's been hinted. Oh. It's been hinted on more than just a podcast that Josh King is coming to me. I, I didn't hint that at all. I did is whisper his name. Wasn't Jesus. It, wasn't it hinted on the Claret and Hugh podcast as well, Sean? Yeah, I heard that, yeah. 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 I've, you've been moonlighting and we didn't know. Anyway. Claret and Hugh podcast. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, Joshua King, yeah. I, look, I've done an article. Joshua King uh, has got six months left in January. Um, Bournemouth might get next to nothing. We could probably get him for very cheap, but the likelihood is he's going to hold on for his free transfer. So if if um, the Cherries are wise, they they charge a loan fee, let him play for us for six months um, before, it, and then he signs a pre contract and goes for his big money deal over in Europe or China. Look. There you go. Six months of Josh King. You heard it here first. There you go. Don't then. tell anyone. Don't Joe, tell anyone. Joe Whitbread's popped up. Uh, obviously, he's not running his pubs at the moment, so he's got nothing else to do. So comment again on here. He's like to apologise, Sean. I didn't manage to watch the video because he was the one who said, like, you'd ruined his morning with Gonzo. Uh, he did watch it, though, and he did find it interesting. Yeah, hell yeah. But he's guessing I'm going to listen to the same story in a few hours. Oh, no, you're not, Joe. Uh, no, no. And well, there's a, If you like that video, there's a second video come, two for the price of one, because Gonzo rang me up on Sunday afternoon and said, I need 15 minutes. Mates. Well, you asked me, we'd do them, but yeah, Gonzo yeah. rang me up and he said, have you got 15 minutes? So I did a 25-minute one on finances, and then we've done another one on, on transfers. Uh, that's coming uh, with a finance angle, obviously. That's coming soon. Coming soon to YouTube near you. It's amazing how you can make videos out of something that we don't know is going to happen, but you never. Oh, know. but this is a this is this is something we do know. This is about the Alair, um deal. This is about the Dear Garner deal. This is about the uh, Hugo deal. This you is say about you um, know, right? But it's all this is it's, about. It's all supposition, Sean. You don't know. You know what they they little snippet they give you. 
I know. All right. We'll see. He says it does Joe then Whitbread at Brewery does go on to say it does wind me up how they went on about all our debt when they took over. Seems we're in even more debt than then. BS out. Do you know what? Let 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 me tell you as, as I said on the on the stream. Um Spurs have borrowed hundred and seventy five oh, million oh, pounds oh, from, the, the, right, the from Bank of England. Yeah. Evening, peeps. Manchester United have borrowed £140 million in the summer. We're not alone. Yeah, we've done this, mate. Finger pointing, we called it. You'd be like Finger Bob, if you remember him, people. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love Finger Bob. I bet you did. Well, we've heard that about you when you was younger. He said a lie to yeah. them the moment the, the last take. Did you know Bob that? I enjoyed it, it as well. sick to death of them. What's that? The bloke who done finger mouse, you know finger yeah, bobs. Yeah, yeah. The moment they they he stopped it, he set a light to him. They defined him. Yeah, it's it's hard. It was a very serious actor, and he didn't. They never. He, he... That's the thing about kids TV, isn't it? If you if once you've done it, that's it. I mean, how many really think? Yeah, I'll do a kids TV program. See, kids that do kids kids TV program, they get to grow up, leave it, and they can go on and be proper actors. But if you're like a serious actor, and then you take yeah. a job on a kids TV, Jeremy Irons done Plowway. What was the actor's name really? for a bonus point? What was the actor's name, Len, for a bonus point? What actor? Finger Bob. Oh, the went right actor. through my head. He went right through my head then. Oh, wasn't Derek? Was it? He was a Canadian actor. Yeah, he's not Tobias or Zachary or something like that. Charles he was a mime artist. Yeah. No, can't remember. Rick Put me out of the misery. Rick Jones. Oh, okay. He was bald. I know that. That's about all I can remember. Looks a bit like Shakespeare. Anyway, anyway, do, do you remember Gulliver as well? There was not, there wasn't just Finger Mouse, but there was um, Gulliver, Scampy, and Scampy. What was that about? Because Scampy is is a culinary term, isn't it? It's the squat yeah. lobster when it's an animal. And, and Flash, the tortoise. What about Bod? <laughs> that was something different. Bod is like Bod. Did you always guess the milkshake at the end? Guess the milkshake? No, right. How can you not know what I'm talking about? At the end of Bod. Oh, at the end of Bod. Yes. Yeah. You talking about finger bobs in? Well, I guess they built the shape. Sorry. Right. I don't know who you was playing with. Um, no. Okay. We'll have anyway, a little quirks move, in life, don't we? Me especially. Yeah. Moving moving on. I'm hoping we're getting to the yeah, end. we're getting through. Belinda Kikatis. Hello, uh, Belinda. Belinda. Anyway, it is Kikatis. I don't care what you say. Kaki. Yes, thank you for that. Evening peeps, she says. Mm, game I would go back and watch again. And she said, well, I'd like to go and watch when West Ham won the World Cup. She's put laughing. Don't go there, Bill. Although I wasn't actually born then. But given this is the time-travelling TARDIS, this would be doable. It would be. Of course, as we have found that, Bill, you could go forward if you want. Uh, I'd also like to mention that I've learned a lot in the last couple of podcasts. Originally, she did finish it there. 
And then I said, hold up a minute. You can't just do that. You've got to tell us what you've learned. So this is what she's learned. She's put, she is a tanner. Well, she is, actually. Uh, but she's emigrated to North London. Well, she's probably up with the Greeks, isn't it? They're all up North London, aren't they? Where do they? You know, yeah. Ed, not Edgeware. Green Lanes. Oh, no, mate. Green Lanes, that's the Turks and the Kurds. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Belinda. I didn't mean to say Green Lanes. The Greeks, they, they're they all like um, in the posh bit, up by the M25. It's like, it's not Edgeware. Southgate. Southgate. I think they're up around, a lot of them are all up. That's where George Michael and all that come from. I'm sure still remember yeah. George Michael. Well, he's more Watford, I think. Was he? Yeah. It's yeah. all that way, that bit of North London. I'm not really up au fait with that bit of like Potter's Bar, but Potter's Bar's not north of the M25, but south of the M25, but North London there, Barnet, and all around there. Very, very, yeah. uh, very Greek up there. Um, She's put two, despite Nigel informing us of Sean's height, she put, or lack of it, or well, that is the truth, she put, I'm still shorter than him. I ain't nothing wrong with that belt. My missus is struggling to make five foot. Uh, you know, you know. I, I mean, I, I mean, we joke, if my missus lost half an inch and shrunk, she would be classified as a dwarf. And, and therefore, she would be busy at Christmas. How, how tall are you then, Nigel? Five foot ten, Mr. Average. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Is that all right? And uh, and Len? Yeah, I'm about. I'm probably about five nine now. I think I shrunk a little bit with my back, but yeah, I'm average, average giant. How tall are you then, Shawnee? I'm five foot seven in Cuban hills. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm not I'm five foot seven. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what? I, honestly, Jake, the, 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 there was one time Sean looked tall. When that was, was that? in the in the garden of the Black Lion when he bumped into the Australian Amers, and they all come over to talk to Sean, and and they were even shorter than Sean. Oh, like really? Quinny and that, and I remember equipment of uh, uh, the, to Johnny Booty. Fuck me, I've never seen Sean look so tall. <laughs> it was like the Lilliput people had turned up. Ah, dear, oh dear. There you go. There is definite obsession with posh cheese, says Bill. She's put, what's wrong with a cheddar, a cream cracker, and a bit of Branston? Nothing. Nothing. Lovely. Nothing. Depends, though, on the cream Oh, you've been, you've been, the whole Branston with uh, pickle with cheese, you've just been sold by uh, Len and his, his uh, ad cronies. Advertising so. cronies. No, no, you can have a bit of... Did, did we get, did we talk to them, we say about Pangyang? Why was it called Pangyang? Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. do you know anything about uh, Cathedral City? Yeah. I'd what do you know about Cathedral City? Well, you can't be a city without a cathedral. <laughs> it's a very good answer, isn't it? I've done some ads for Cathedral City, a place in Shepherd's Bush. Um, who, who, who owns Cathedral City? I think it might be United Foods. I assume, I think. But these things all start out as small batches and then they sort of, um, the brand gets taken over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it gets produced in the EU. Uh, one of them things, beer is especially like that. A lot of people think they're quite fancy, Dan, with this beer Moretti. I thought it's a fake brand. 
the actually Bill Moretti brewery shut down in, I think it might have been the late 80s or something like or the 90s. And um, Heineken um, bought the brand and with an E subsidy started a new brewery in Italy. Uh, I know this because I've done the beer Moretti ads as well, but that's yeah, a fake brand, I'm afraid. It's basically Is there not another Moretti, though, that's called Moretti? Not... Yeah, I, I, did, I think that was the original um, beer of the Moretti Brewery. But they definitely went under. I can assure you that. Would, would it Heineken... surprise you to find out Cathedral City is owned by Dairy Crest? Ah, oh, of course it is. Yeah, it is Dairy Crest. And, and, the, and the West Ham link with Dairy Crest is the person who we go to football with works there at the head office in the finance department. What, the rich guy? No, George's, oh, no, no. George's mum. Not not George Bucci, the other oh, George. George Murph. Yeah. All oh, right. So Marty, Marty. And, uh, yeah. Very famous woman on West Ham. And, and um, yeah, she is. Here's a funny story. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you the story, right? Well, why not? The, the, the um, where, where I live with the missus in um, Hinchy Wood is where Dairy Quest has got their headquarters. And they've just sold that to turn it all into flats. Oh. And they've sold it for tens and tens of millions. More money. I think the company got bought out, didn't it? It did, actually. They come it got to bought out. Mend It Foods, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Can't recall. Uh, was it Italian? Saputo. Was it European? Dairy Crisp. Yeah, yeah. 2019. It was, uh, yeah. I like, I like Cathedral City, though. Is that but the like you. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the story. They have. They've sold the building. She used to work there every day, and they've, uh, which is just around the corner from my missus's house, and they've just turned it into flats because it's right ne- near to Isha in Surrey. So, and, I so I they've worked there. It was, she's a famous woman, West Ham, and you come up with that. I thought no, she, why is she a famous famed. woman, though? Why is she a famous woman, then? You explain the story. Well, because there was a, a, a in the Wimbledon Cup game that we lost... She was in the crowd standing next to Gonzo when the BBC camera zoned in on Gonzo's miserable face. And she was standing next to Gonzo sort of with a half laugh. But she was laughing, I think, at George behind her. Yeah. We was out of shot. Uh, And she was in a lot of screenshots of people were throwing at Gonzo. Uh, I don't think Gonzo realised who the woman was next to him. There you go. Carmel. There you go, Carmel. She's famous. Carmel. Lovely lady. Uh, yeah. Alan Woody Woodhouse, he says, uh, obviously, it would be the last match at Upton Park. But he's got a question. Back to us, he says, if you could go back in time and block the Sourder Club to Golden Sullivan, where would the club be now on and off the field? Is it worth asking Sean this? Well, no, you, you, I'll ask you two first, and then I'll go back. I'll answer last. Well, after I put my hands up and admit it, out of the three um, groups that were interested, I did want Sullivan and Gold, but probably said more than the others. 
there's other than the gold, but um, I don't know is the answer. It could have been, could have been better. Could have been worse. I don't know. I don't like to think like that, you know, how things could have been. I don't think it's a very healthy way to think about things. Am I right or am I wrong? I might be wrong. We don't know these things. You should just let things take their course. One day they won't be here, I guarantee you that. I don't, you know. What about you, Nigel? It's a tough one. Um, Tony Fernandez still owns part of QPR. Um, It gets a lot of stick. Yeah, Uh, too right. But hold up seeing this thing by the uneducated, like Sean. Um, at the end of the day, Tony Fernandez put a lot of money into QPR, trying to make QPR rubbish. Hold up, and he, and he bought a lot of players, yeah, or under his ownership. But but what Tony Fernandez didn't do was, whether rightly or wrongly, Tony Fernandez didn't scout the players. Tony Fernandez didn't sign the players, and Tony Fernandez didn't tell the manager what players to buy. Tony Fernandez hired managers and left it to them to get on with. And rightly or wrongly, you know, QPR... Tony Fernandez was a fraud. He borrowed the money. He didn't have the money in the first place. Oh, All that, his money oh, was oh, in AirAsia. Oh, oh, Hold up, Shep. Let me finish. What a and golden son what done then. Different. Hang on. Let me finish. We're talking about Tony Fernandez, not Golden Sullivan. He stepped down. Tony Going Fernandez... Again, aren't you? Tony Fernandez stepped down as the airline boss of Asia Air amongst fraud claims, yeah, that he bribed Airbus, he paid Airbus 38 million quid. He's forced to leave his own company. Um, The probescene Airbus has been slapped with three billion pounds of penalties. And, and, you know, you can't get worse than that at the moment. So that's your Tony Fernandez. I bet you didn't know that, eh, Nigel? Nor care really. No, that doesn't mean to say you're not going to run a good football club. No. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, the, 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 the chance is, but the fact is, Tony Fernandez has probably put as much money into QPR as Golden Sullivan did to West Ham. No, he hasn't. No, no, no. Tony Fernandez, by the way, is is being investigated by Malaysia's anti-corruption and the UK serious fraud office. Right? Uh, he, Golden Sullivan haven't been, have they? We knew. No, they haven't. We knew, we knew Sullivan at the never time. Got fined for using West Ham money or, or diverting or Conegate stuff. Or we knew at the time that no, Fernandez didn't have money. He borrowed the money on the, the back of of his wealth or the back of Air Asia. It was all on that, and he would have been a terrible. And to answer your question, where we'd be right now without Golden Sullivan is in League One, like Sunderland. Oh. Be careful what you wish for. Oh, be word. careful what you wish for. Shawnee Warney, did um, Tony Fernandez go to jail for pimping? Uh, not to my knowledge. Oh, all right. Okay. It's called, living off, it's called living off of moral earnings, not pimping. Think, we know what it was. It was what was good, good enough. We'd call it that when it was... Um, and they were massage... They were saunas and massage parlours. Right. Oh, Sean, dear, oh, dear. Come on. I used to put the cameras and the and the and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and do the locks in those sauna and massage parlours. He did and his time, me, right? 
I, I know what they were. <sighs> well, not no, no, didn't actually. Desperate time, Sean. Nineteen eighty-two. Were you were you working there in nineteen eighty-two? Because that's when he was connect, uh, when he was convicted. What? And you think he gave the business up in nineteen eighty-seven, nineteen eighty-eight? Just just to be clear, right? And I'm reading from the transcript. He successfully appealed and was released after serving just seventy-one days in prison. Still got convicted, but he was he he got out on appeal, innocent until proven guilty. Oh, so what did he appeal it? And he was, did the appeal, was the appeal against the sentence, or was the appeal against the crime? Was the crime struck from the record, or was the sentence reduced? You may find there is a difference, Sean. Before you go, I don't know. I, I don't know the details. Sean let's, let's move on. Mm, anyway, uh, you don't, do you? He's just put Chelsea nil, West Ham four. Dev Cotty two and Macaveni nineteen eighty six. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly fair game. Uh, one of one of the the most played games probably that we see time and time again. Dev was fantastic that game. To be fair, yeah. On bearing in mind the geezer had bad knees and the pitch was shockingly bad, um, because we had a bad winter. It, it was we just it was in March, wasn't it? So we'd had no football at all in February. So I don't know if it was the second or third game back after the restart. Um, Steve Brooker, this is what I love to read, people. Proud out of town here. That's what you should be. You'd be proud of where you come from. That's all I'm saying. But we are a bit different. If I could go back to any match, it would probably be the FA Cup loss to the Bin Dippers. Go away with Wales on. Wales online. That says it all, Sean, isn't it? What you need to know about Sullivan eh? and where he comes from. He said, I'd somehow try and get a message across. He's put to Schemmel, I think he means Scaloni, to keep the ball in the corner and not let Gerard get it. I don't think he needs to get it in the corner. I think he needs to let it run out for a goal kick, Steve. He's put, on a side note, though, this is gay. I can totally see where Lenny's coming from in regarding the Essex fans versus East End fans. Since coming from Bazard and Benfley, it makes complete sense since we never had that close-knit community feel near the ground. Keep up the great work, fellas. Brady out. He's then asked me where I'll go and find the pie mash because I doubt you deliver it to Benfleet. Well, you never know. I'll drop you the line, Steve. We are going further afield. I mean, we were, I was nearing up in Benfleet bleeding this Saturday. Corinham, dear, oh dear. Whew. That may be the lot. Bloody hell. Did we have any Twitter? That's Twitter, yeah? Oh, no. Yeah, there was on Twitter. Thanks. So How was there? Just checking, because I, I don't want Dodsey to bone. Uh, Steve Brooker did because I've not said Dodsey, have I? I know he's been complaining. Just what's good in Kawita Brady, Richard Dodds. Oh, here we go. See, lucky I checked in it. My God, he would have thought it'd been personal. All right, my handsome's how you's doing. I will ask questions, although you quote, you may not read them out. I've rescued it, Dodds. Our friendship is in. No, I rescued it. I rescued it because you forgot again. Uh, I rescued it. Oh, how did you rescue it? 
because I said, is there anything from Twitter? When you just went, that's it. And we were about to go, yeah, that's it. Blah, 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 blah. Bye. Yeah, but he's not on Twitter. He's on Facebook. I haven't got the Twitter yet. Fair enough. All right. So calm down, Harry. Sit down. (sighs) He said, he always thought the question and answer time were the best part of the podcast journey and lead us down paths we never thought we would tread. Well, ain't that true? He said, not that I'm bitter you didn't ask me question last week. He's gone. Reference to TARDIS, I'd go back to a 1980s game, West Ham owned to Liverpool with Paul Wince's famous bicycle kick, a great evening, fantastic atmosphere, and a great result. 1989, 31 years ago, I think it was this week or next week, November, definitely. Quality free kick from Gale as well, remember? Tony Gale, top bin corner. Paul Wince got two, Edda, and the bicycle kick when he ran in from a corner. And who got the fourth? Leroy, was it? <gasps> Steve Staunton on goal. How close it was, yeah. But I remember that They now. did have Mike Hooper missed the penalty goal. as well, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did have Mike Hooper in goal. So, but then again, I think we had Alan McNightmare in goal for us. So, yeah. I'm not cursed in aspersions. Oh, <sighs> What ground, he said, right, what ground that has been replaced other than Upton Park, if you could, would you love to revisit? He's gone for Main Road. So, Sean, I know you don't do many away games. Um, Somewhere that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, an away ground. Um, I like Tyrebury. Yeah, I oh, see you, but you've picked the two good ones. Yeah, no, you couldn't think of one. That's why I went in quick. Yeah, I know. I was. I would have got to Highbury in the end. Yeah, um, that's where I'll be. And the predictions: one nil West Ham. Um, oh, hey, steady <laughs> on that. Oh, um, oh dear. Come uh, on, what was, was Southampton? The Dell. The um, uh, oh, Southampton. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, I, did. I did go there. Yeah, that was a shit up, wasn't it? Yeah, good though. Yeah, um, it was. It was. Ayrson Park. I never went there. Oh, oh, my brother. Where, I don't even Ayrson know where that is. Where is it? Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Uh, oh, yeah. You Ro- see, Roker Park was a lovely ground, to be fair to it. Um, yeah, main road. Anyway. It was all right. But, I, I mean. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm well over running now. Yeah. Well, that is, that's good for you, to be fair, because you don't do a lot of running. Generally, yeah. Uh, Dodsey then says he hear Fredericks and Snodgrass are up for sale. Is that right, Sean? Well, um, I don't know about Snodgrass, but Fredericks. Look, um, Sue Fowler has, has proved he's the number one, and I think Ben Johnson's got a shout for number two. I'm told if if the money came in for Fredericks, which were, obviously was a Pellegrini signing. Uh, and, and obviously it's Pellegrini cleansing, then I'm told we would take the money if a, if a valuation came in for Fredericks. With Snodgrass, I think he's a valuable squad player. But again, if, if a decent valuation came in for a squad player, I think we'd take it. Fredericks more likely than Snodgrass, though. All right. Uh, all right, thanks for that, Dodds. Next up, because I found a few more that I haven't read out, we've got uh, John Hunt. From the town, oh, from the town family. 
Evening, lads. Probably a game for drama would have been the last game of the season to stop Man United winning the league. That game sticks in the mind. Ludo outstanding. Everyone just throwing themselves in front of the goal. Good memories. All the best, boys. Brady out. That was a fun day. Brady out. 13th of That was May, a fun day. 1995. It was my nephew's birthday. Little Bill. He was little Bill back then. He was only four that day. Calls 13th of May. You know what the 13th of May was as well? 2006, no. it was the FA Cup final day when we lost to Liverpool. Here you go, 11 years later. It's easy when it's Bill's birthday. Oh, 13th of May also. You know what was 13th? Oh, no, was it 13th of May? It was his birthday. It was... It was uh, Tevez against Man United a year later after the cup final. That was 13th for May as well. Happy birthday. Bill. Anyway, any more Twitter? Uh, yes, Paul Turner. It is, he says, last week you was talking about out of towners. So an example was given. Out of towners, big game is Spurs. I think we've proved that is. He says, another example, towners have a problem with Orient. Where us Tanners don't. Yeah. That is true. It's a good now, point. And, and the reason. So do the Orient fans now, don't yeah. they? Maybe they're out of Tanners oh. are the same. I think it is. The, 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 what happens is, is obviously years ago, a, a lot of us, or a few of us, a good number of us, yeah, Orient, 58 the... bus for me, it would, have been, it would have been just roughly the same distance for you, to be fair, what it was for us. To get over to the O's, Brisbane Road, lovely stadium. Well, not it was back then. Always remember you used to have a knock dog stand at the back of the terracing, the terracing that overlooked the park. I'm not good with ends. It might have been what you would call the South Bank these days, uncovered terracing, and uh, that's where you would have found me by the hot dog stall. They've still got the massive high roof, haven't they? The disproportionately high roof there, corrugated iron roof. It's, it's changed. You, but he's all seating now. I don't understand why they've well, done they, that. They, Barry Earn put all the seat, put all the flats in the corner. They went. Yeah. You, think, you know, they were within. They elevated the the. Good mate of mine, Barry Earn. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah I can that makes that. sense. Um, um, we need to bring this to a close because well, I need to. You could do your other podcast, by the way, you boys. You can carry you on can and do it all night long, and you crack on, yeah. Right, we're nearly there. Wait, you don't. I'm going in. No, you ain't going nowhere. You drag it out, right? You go on about crap, and then you want to disappear. Adam Levitt, how you doing, Ad? He said uh, he'd love to go back. <laughs> he said he, he's, a, he's a bit too young to remember this. He said uh, the Harry Cripps testimonial game. He said, mate, did it kick off? It did. That, that sort of reignited a flame, didn't it? He said he'd also love to hear about the bond scheme on your podcast anytime. Yeah, not tonight. Not tonight. tonight. He said I'd love to know how it went down by some who was there at the time. We will definitely cover that. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Ling would go back to the cup final in 1980 just to experience it for himself. Uh, He was only three years old at the time. Imagine that, people. Under, I mean, three years old at the time. What's he not? Coming 44. So anyone 
anyone below the age of 45 probably don't realise what real success is at West Ham. Yeah. That's a yep. big chunk of the It's a shame, isn't it? I don't know. That's half your life. That's people halfway through their yeah. lives over yeah. that, really. Is that it, Nigel? Uh, Mark Reaper, he said, uh, please, 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 can Len do more impressions of the owners? It's hilarious. Uh, oh, that's nice thing to say. That's Mark Reaper on Twitter, otherwise known as West Ham Kevin. He's uh, good with names. Well, why don't Why don't you say that? Uh, that's all the time we got for him. One of you pick which oh, one. We got one more. Why are you thinking? Why are you rushing yeah. it? We haven't. Carry on. Cigar time. Sean. I told you. I, yeah, I told yeah. you. I had ninety minutes tonight. It's my son's fourteenth birthday well, you, tomorrow, you and I've got up, I just didn't you? Yeah, I did. You got it wrong. I've got one more. Right, Allah sold in January for twenty million, and you got to replace him. Who would you bring in with the twenty million? Oh, an old up, Sean. Yeah, Dan on Twitter says, "Be realistic. No more nine millions for Watkins from transfer market." <laughs> Twenty million. Who'd you bring um, in? <laughs> I don't know. I asked this last week, didn't I? Oh, I don't know any footballers now. They've all moved. All the people I know, like them championship players, have all gone to the Premier League now. You don't get a. I don't know. This is where you are. Right, I tell you. I tell you. Go on, Oliver Giroud. Oh no! What for? Twenty million. Olivier Giroud? Yeah. No, we've got to stop doing what that. What about that no. I yeah. don't know what one it is. Uh, yeah, and we've been we've been uh, linked with Dembele before we went to Celtic. Hmm. Yeah. I you know, maybe. I don't know. That's why you've got scouts. Oh, I trust Moyes on this. That's why you got scouts. Well, look, I'm going to wrap it. That is the end of Facebook Twitter question time. Two hours, 42 minutes. Two hours, Facebook, Twitter, question time. Blimey, I didn't put the question up until three o'clock. It was a bit early. Anyway, uh, predictions. 1-0 West Ham. Uh, Who are we playing? Sheffield United. (laughs) Lades. Carlos Tevez. Yes. Pathetic, that. The Sheffield United derby. 2-0 2-0 West Ham. I think we'll win. I think Sheffield are bottom for a reason. Um, I don't so you, think it'll be so it. So you're going to have to go? I'll go for a 2-1. 2-1. Good shout. And watch out I'll be sure. for their player, Lundstrom. Keep an eye on okay. him, people. Because... Uh, I've been Sean. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Go on. Nigel, why are we... Should we do our new podcast this week? Uh, or should we talk about it later on? Let's wrap this up and finish it. And All then right. I'll say why we can, yes, do it this week, but why it might be later. All right. I've been Sean. Len has been... Um... I can't think of one. I'm sorry. I'll tell you, Nigel. I'll tell you what you are, Len. Uh, you have been caviar, and I have been cigar. Ah, uh, nice. Oh, Jesus. Randy and you cigars. Bobby Moore. Boy.
you wait for the boosties here of this. Two hours and 45 minutes. Bobby Moore. Who's won the go-kart? How does we get united there with cheating? Story. On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.